welcome. <laughs> that was too intense. <laughs> welcome, good. welcome, welcome to Church Jams now. Is that too? Is that too? NPR. I feel like it's going to figure it out. You know, this is the episode of Come Now Sleep. Yeah, so let's. Come now sleep. Oh yeah. Come now sleep. Yeah. This is this is going to be our ASMR episode. Come now sleep. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, uh, no, uh, did you guys say something? Oh, TJ, wake up. Oh, we wake up, TJ. Okay. Somebody told me to come now sleep. So Welcome. Welcome to Church Jams Now. I just sound like I'm having trouble breathing, right? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I got my Yeah, are you okay? Man? <laughs> Welcome to welcome to church jams now. You can have a hit of my <laughs> asthma inhaler if you need. <laughs> I'm your co-host. All right, welcome to church jams now. The show where three former youth group kids and current music nerds deep dive into music from the '90s. Oh, oh my God, I cannot get it right. <laughs> I think it people was New get Year. It, right now. it was New Year, New Me. Yeah, but I still got to do it every time until do I it. get it right on the first try. Do right. It. If, that's if I ever get it right on the it. first try, then you then, get to stop. Then we'll stop. Yeah. I love it. All right. Cool. Uh, then I'll just have to come up with something else to do. Uh, welcome to Church Jams Now, the podcast where three former youth group kids and current music nerds do a deep dive on Christian music from the 90s and 2000s and see if it holds up. I am your <laughs> co host, Kylan Savage. <laughs> with me, as always, is Mr. TJ Smith. Yo, Chekhov's daddy in the house. How's it going? <laughs> Chekhov's daddy. If that makes zero sense to you, listen to our previous episode. And it'll still make zero sense, but you'll, you'll at, at least, least get a, a laugh. There'll yeah. be more context, yes. And it's the start of our series on As Cities Burn. Right, right. So you should have listened to it. If you're right. listening to this episode, you should have checked out the first one. That's very true. And, hey, we're also joined by our beautiful producer, Josh Olson. Josh. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, buddy. How's everybody doing? We're good, good man. man. We're good. We just recorded a part of another episode, so it always feels weird when we do a part A after a part B, because we've been talking for like two hours, and then we have to pretend like we haven't talked to each other in a like long time. Like it's our first time coming <laughs> together for a while. Like, yeah. hey, how's it going, it's also man? Great. <laughs> it is. Because we're firing on all it cylinders is. now. That's true. But I do, I do appreciate the artificiality of of some of these intros <laughs> great use of the word artificiality thank you oh yeah yeah if you're playing the cjn drinking game uh, please take a drink because an to... word yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're on to our second record in our as cities burn acb miniseries um we said in part a of our first one that by the time everyone heard this we would have a name for the miniseries but fun fact, we are recording this one before we've figured out a name. We might not. That's the I problem with th- recording all these way ahead of time is that we don't have like time to get feedback from the first ACB episode. Right. Because so, someone, I'm sure someone will come up with a great name that at that point, it'll be too late. All the rec- all the episodes will have been recorded. For yeah, sure. Yeah, joke's on us, honestly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. If you're out there, though, we thank you for the good name you've submitted. Yep. We're we... putting so much faith in our fandom. <laughs> 
Someone Come on, will, someone will well, I mean, hey, if, if those people can can take the time it's, to it's tell us not, how much we, we mangle facts, they can come up with a The threshold with a of title. coming up with a better name than the three of us is not very high. Like, That's someone true. can do it. <laughs> That's true. Because, yeah. what, Josh, what was your last suggestion? I don't want to talk about it. Let's 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 burn. Let, let us Are burn. Your, your ears burning? burning? <laughs> Talking acidies burn to mm. me? To me, God, yes, they are. <laughs> are your ears burning from that terrible title? That's more yep. accurate. Okay, thanks, guys. That's what I'm, that's what we're gonna call it, though. You know that, right? Hey, man, but at least you came up with something. <laughs> Kylan and I got nothing. Hey, no, when we, you're brainstorming, we came up with no stuff. bad ideas. We did. When you're brainstorming, there are no bad ideas. That's you know? objectively that's false. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. We just have different oh, worldviews. <laughs> That's what's so funny is we started this series. I started. I specifically commented on the fact that you and I agreed on something and how nice that was. <laughs> and then we start the second episode instantly. Already. I know. Just at each throat. other's throats. This is good. We need this um, kind of conflict. Hey, That's true. Sing with love in your throats. Going. Yeah. Oh, you know. see what you did there. Mm, thank you. Nice, TJ. Very good. Um, so, guys, we're covering our second Acidies Burn record, 2007's yeah. Come Now Sleep. What an album. And sh- should I say this now, like a little sure. surprise for later for part B and maybe the end of this part A, uh, we're going to cut in some stuff. We have a guest. We have oh. someone coming on. TJ, who's coming on? Oh, man. It's my old time, dear old buddy, John Cannon, former bandmate of mine. That's a great name. John Cannon. Yep. It's it's strong. Yep. Yeah. He used to be Jonathan, and then he was just too cool for the Jonathan. Just John. J O N. He was like, I don't need it. J O N. Keep it simple. And John. that's that's really his his whole vibe. Although if you think about He's it, gonna keep it, things very simple. If you think of it, the hierarchy of like, if you think of amount of letters. It, okay, never mind. This is an insane <laughs> line of reasoning. <laughs> Wait, okay, I'm but ready. I have no, to. Let's go, I, man. No, I, I have to get it. it out because of my insane brain. But if you <laughs> equate amount of letters in a name, <laughs> the fewer amount of letters in a name to the amount of coolness and or power, he would still be second because TJ, you would be first, Heck then yeah. John, I then win. Josh, then me. So I'm like, I'm the Omega in the totem pole of like, mm. of powerful, cool personalities. If yeah, you submit to the alpha. Bitch. To... <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chekhov's so daddy. <laughs> I know. We're all. Chekhov's I think we we're daddy. all very uncomfortable with you saying that, yourself included. <laughs> uh, yep, I immediately regretted it. <laughs> but we're we keeping that in. That. We're a hundred percent keeping that in. No, we can't. Yes, we have to. John uh, will want me to. Yeah. So we're excited to have John on. Uh, unfortunately, he can't be here for this very beginning part. Um, but he's going to join us a little later on in the show. Of I can to try to do my best John impression to like, that would be great. Him. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it Anytime be really funny if, if you opinion. said that and then we just cut in his actual audio, like <laughs> don't tell people that you're ruining the illusion. Uh, that's like a pretty good joke. We have to do it, but no, I'm really excited. He's going to be Me on too. and he's going to, he's going to throw down yeah. and tell us all about coming to sleep. And it's going to be pretty fun. So After before I we do. get to that, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing this mini series thing. It's it's a little different. It's a little bit of an experiment. Uh, what are we doing in terms of like research and stuff? Because we already talked about like the band in the first part. So, like, what do what are we doing, Josh? Lead, yeah, lead us through the research. A little trim. Uh, 
I am going through and just talking about the member changes for each record so we can mm. kind of like keep track of who's in the band, who's out of the band kind of stuff because there is some of that that happens with ACB, mm-hmm. obviously, especially with this record. Yeah, and right. then we'll just go to our normal facts and trivia about the record itself. Cool. So if you're ready Maybe. for that, Let's do our it. members for Acidies Burn at this time in 2007 for Come Now Sleep is we no longer have TJ Bonnet on vocals. Oh. Big change. Yeah. Big, big change. And in his stead, Cody, his brother, little brother, I don't know. I assume his little brother, has stepped into the role of lead vocalist and songwriter and also killer guitarist, as he was on the previous record as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Colin Kimball, their guitarist on the first record, has moved to bass on this record. So Pascal Barone is no longer with the band. And they have added Christopher Lott on guitar. And then we got tried and true Aaron Lunsford on the drums. Something we'll talk about or something we can talk about later, especially with John. I want to talk with him about this is that I've heard Aaron say that they, in retrospect, he thinks they should have changed their name before they came out with this record because of a lot of just like what people were expecting this record to sound like from their first record. Right. And so that's something that I, would love to hear just see i love that they didn't now, or definitely part b maybe with part part b with john after we've kind of heard the record and we can process that but yeah. let's talk about the record itself is that it was released in august 14th 2007 it is at this time 15 years old it will be 16 years old in august this is their second record on tooth and nail and solid state it was produced by matt goldman who produced their first record alongside josh Goggin. but on this record it's just just matt goldman uh, there are four, there are some tracks uh, that Tyler Orr has some production credits who we mentioned he recorded The Widow. Tyler and he Orr. records Hell. Heller. Yeah, Tyler Orr <laughs> Highwater. Hell Orr. Hell Orr Highwater. I want you to make that graphic <laughs> of Tyler Orr Highwater. Yeah. Um, and then the art direction is done by Jordan Butcher, who has done art for Amberlynn, Thrice, Noah Gunderson, lots of stuff. Mm. Uh, and I only mention that because the CD packaging is very unique for this record. Is that there like the there's no back tray? Oh, weird. And it's mm-hmm. just a sticker, and yeah. it's see-through. like it's yeah, it's see through. So like yeah, you take the CD out, and it's just like that. I remember that. Um, yeah. which is something we have seen on another record that we have covered on the podcast. If y'all know really, what not. what record, um, Josh? Please tell us. Yep. Ah, right. EP. Now this right. one, the stickers on the front, they do have a a backing tray, tray on yeah. the back. Yeah, but it's funny. The unsung EP was done by Asterix Studio, which is the Clark Brothers. They did the they a- did Son I Love first, you. right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, they do mm. most tooth and nail stuff, but yeah, Jordan Butcher did this one, so I was like, interesting. That he's probably like, oh, that's a cool idea. We should do that. Took a page out of their books. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Scoggin produced the first record, and they're like, hey, we'll do a record like Scoggin did on that one of his. So that's just a fun thing. Um, we'll talk about this later, I think. But this was actually the CD I got from Joe Cutler. So that's the Joe, one. I, I wonder where that went. CD. I wondered where <laughs> it went. Because nice. that was in my car for a hot second, too. So I think we, we, we teased this in uh, the last episode that one of our previous guests introduced us to Acidies Burn. And I remember 
leaving so the church that i worked at the dwelling place i remember leaving the parking lot of that church one day in joe's car which we called barbara which was uh like a buick wasn't it yeah it was like that old buick (laughs) and he had this cd in his car he was like have you listened to cds i was like no he's like oh my god check this out Prez's play we're right in the middle of arlington past the chicken express and I remember Whoa. the first chords of that first song, man. And it just like blew my... I cannot believe you have that CD, Josh. Of course I have it. That's the best. No, because like y'all were both going through like this phase, this like purge in like 2010 where you were like getting rid of all your CDs. So Joe's getting rid yeah. of all his. So he's well, like, hey, we, do you want this? And I was like, yeah, where, I do. Of course which I do. enables you to like, you're basically a hoarder until you're not. Because everything is like potential for a future project, and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna use that like piece of string for something, and then five years later, you have a million pieces of string and a million pieces <laughs> of like physical media, and you're like, fuck all this, I'm a minimalist now. Like string, I have I have media, I have one shirt and one pair of pants. Get rid of everything else, and then you do, and then you slowly build it back up. That's just how it that's goes. just how it works. That's the cycle. <laughs> Yep. That's great. That's so funny yeah. that you have that. No, I do. I think I got like louder now from him. I'm trying to remember a couple other CDs that he had that he gave me. But yeah, that was my introduction. And I still have your CD, Joe. So thank you for introducing me to Acidies Burn with Shout this wonderful record Joe. and for giving me this CD that I still That's have. So good. You gave me, gosh, 12 years ago? A long time ago. Almost 13 man. at this point? Yeah. A while ago. Crazy. So, a really long time ago. Yeah. I guess we can get back to the research. <laughs> I mean, we'll I get back to it. Yeah, it's fine. I'll finish it up. It's real fast. Then we can get back to some more anecdotal parts of the show that everyone really wants to hear. I don't Everyone, no one comes here for my research, but I research is fun. You know what everyone loves to hear is the charts. This yeah. record charted at number 135 on Billboard 200, which wow. is not their highest cool. Billboard 200 chart. Really? Tease. And, but this did chart at number five on Billboard Christian, which is their highest Billboard Christian charting. Very interesting. Yeah. That is really interesting because, like, I guess it's just, is it just because they were on Tooth and Nail? Because this record to me has, like, the same kind of vibes as it means, it means everything to nothing. Or very much so. It means everything everything to to nothing, right? Yeah, mean everything yeah. to nothing. Um, by Manchester Orchestra, which is like this very year. like oh, 2009. sort of like you know deconstructionist uh, view yeah. of religion. This record I feel is like heavy with that. So that's really crazy that it ended up fifth on the Billboard Christian charts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like people weren't maybe paying attention. Yeah, so I I mean I get what <laughs> what, what they were saying like like you said earlier, Josh like maybe we should have changed the band name because of what people expected. Right. Uh, Cause this is a very, very, very different band from the first record oh, in yes. a lot of ways. For sure. Well, and I think they had like, I think that was something that a lot of people were upset about that they were expecting more sound. I loved you sound. And then they didn't like it. But I mean, I feel like maybe not quite a Pinkerton situation, but kind of like that where you're like, right. this record comes out and you're like, ah, oh, the fans don't like it. But then like people sit with it and they're like, then like it takes time. And then you realize like how truly great it is. Like it doesn't For hit sure. you at first. Mm-hmm. So 
CJ yep. and listeners, take a drink. We li- we mentioned Weezer. I I added that to the drinking game. <laughs> Did you? Recently. Do we ta- do we mention Weezer that much? We do. We weirdly do. It's been like it it's been almost like four consecutive episodes that we've talked about Weezer. That's funny. <laughs> well, at this point, they have like a thirty bazillion records. So yeah, how could we not talk about? Well, it? you know, if we ever need something new, maybe we can become a a Weezer podcast. Oh, please no. <laughs> I'll have such little. It can't be any worse than Mercy that. Me. <laughs> That's true. Can't be worse. It'd be close. Maybe we'll do, let's do a Weezer record for like a anniversary or something. We'll do right. Weezer GM Ratitude. <laughs> oh fucking right. Ratitude! Really? Like know, never, never mind. Scrap the whole idea. <laughs> Scrap it all. It, Good. This part is played perfectly. It's not, not worth it. <laughs> or Hurley. I'll it. do Hurley. Yeah. Hurley. Oh my god! Just it's getting worse. <laughs> What are you gonna do? The uh, teal album? Oh yeah. Let's talk about the um, Africa cover that Reliant K did first. Let's talk about true. that. And better. No. Uh that's about all and better, yes. That's about all my research. I do have some discussion points, but I'll save those for when John comes on because cool. I feel like mm-hmm. we can all get into some discussion things. But Kylan, yeah. tell me about Josh. More about your uh, how you got into this record. Well, you know, you didn't, is that, Joe is played that it, it in already? his car. Yeah, Joe I already said, I said my beautiful, okay. like, narrative origin story. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm getting a little nervous because, like, I'm trying not to, like, like, futz with it too much. But, like, in the beginning of our last episode, we did our, our predictions of our, of the ranking of these records. And I, I put uh, Hell or High Water as my number one above Come Now Good. Sleep. But now that we're talking about Come Now Sleep, I'm feeling a little anxious about that. All the emotions are coming back. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I really love this record. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Do you know how long it's been? Like six months. <laughs> okay. So pretty, pretty recent. Yeah, they're, they're like, they're, ACP is like pretty heavy in my rotation. They're one of those like every now, like probably once a year i'll be like oh yeah as cities burn like i should listen to that and then i'll i'll obsessively well, listen a short for like discography a that you can just power through right. it in exactly. like an afternoon and then boom or yeah. i can just listen to made too pretty like six times in a row exactly so, i don't know i don't know sure tj what about you man well when this record came out basically i think john and i both wanted to be as cities burn for so sure didn't I mean, I mean, we we played a couple shows with Lonely Our Bones, man. and so the Lonely Bones. Yeah, I, the only reason I'm I'm saying this is because it, this completely comes from a place of love. But like the way that we all internally joked about how Del Sur was like the best mailing cover band in Texas. Right. Like you guys were like the best Acidies Burn cover, cover band, band in Texas. I thought y'all were a showbread cover band. We were kind of showbread. Okay. Okay. I just, I had, I got super ACB vibes from from playing. Well, we were less showbread because we didn't dress up and like. You use... did makeup though. Well, yeah, we didn't. Did do. We didn't yeah. have like a uniform like showbread did, That's where true. they all had the like no right, music right. shirts or the during their Age of the, Reptiles tour they had the like camo the, and, and like, they had the overall kind of the overalls with the shorts or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And like they, they had somebody dress up as a dinosaur for part of that tour. Nice. And 
wander around on stage and then die and have blood shooting out of them. <laughs> so we never did anything like that. So in that way, we were a little more ACB because we were right. a little more minimalist in the theatricality. That makes sense. But we did do uh, face paint. That's very true. I remember I that. Don't yeah, think they ever did that. So we, I guess we sort of split the difference between the two. There you go. So we loved that album. Come Now Sleep was formative for sure. Without speaking for John too much, I would say. When it came out, were you like, did you, like, how long did it take for it to displace Son I Loved You as like, yes, this is my favorite ACB? Or was Son I Loved You? Almost immediately. Okay. In a a surprising way, it was like, why do I like this so much? But I do. Were you thrown by not having TJ in the mix and having yourself? It was almost like the first couple tracks, I was like, what is this? And then by the end of my first listen, I was like, this is perfect, is what this is. You know, it was very quick that I adopted the new sound. The but new I mean, like, kind of like Contact themes. is just like such a mood, man. Oh. Like, yes. it's such exactly. an, like a palate cleanser from previous, a like a mission statement for what's to come. Yep. It's so its own thing, which is evidenced by... I mean, if you look at their Spotify streams, I, I don't know, Josh, if you planned on talking about that. No, no, go for it. But come like Contact has over a million streams, as it should. And then Empire has like six hundred thousand, and then it like nice. steeply like drops off after that, compared to uh, a million. That makes you know? me sad. It's like three hundred eighty-five thousand, three fifty-four, two ninety-one, two thirty-eight, two fifty-seven. Yeah. Like it, it, but. Contact, like I said, it is just like such a mood. You know, it is such mm-hmm. a. That might be my number one ACB song, which feels a little basic if it's got a million streams compared to the other ones, but I don't care. Who cares? It, yeah. It's mine. So it's so good. It's okay. <laughs> if it's basic, I'll own it. It's mine. Sweet. <laughs> like, we're Contact song. Brothers, man. Oh, yeah. The one thing I do want to add about uh, Origin Stories with getting this record is that this was. 2010 whenever i got this cd from joe and like there's been a couple bands that i've gotten into right after they like broke up and went on hiatus like copeland right that happened to me with (laughs) acidies burn thrice like i got into thrice months after their farewell tour and i'm like Uh, dang yeah same so it's like that's like a recurring theme for me like i'm gonna get into this band i'm like oh are they still playing? Oh, they just broke up. Cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yesterday. Yep. That's like how how every new sitcom that my wife falls in love with immediately gets canceled after one season. <laughs> it's like a like it's like weirdly prescient. If there's ever like a new ABC sitcom and we start watching it, Wait, she's an like, ACB sitcom a- or an ABC sitcom? An good, ACB good sitcom, fun. starring Cody Bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look, everywhere there's a band, a jazz band from the New Daddy. <laughs> we all had different ideas. <laughs> that was chaos, and I loved it. We're keeping all of the audio of that in. Perfect. <laughs> so but I like how we all went with the full house theme. It was just yeah, yeah. wildly different interpretations, <laughs> interpolations, if you. We are a music podcast, after all. Um, all right. What, what, what were we talking about? Josh, I'm every lost. band you love breaks up. 
that was it. Yeah, that is just saying that that's the timing of this. Sweet. Right after they all broke up. I mean, I don't know what else we have to talk about in this part. A. Yeah, Um, I mean, I want to obviously talk a lot of with John, so we can save a lot of time. So let's like let's make a super short part A, and maybe we'll make a little a little longer part B. That's cool with everybody. I'm down. I don't think anyone would be mad with this being shorter than usual. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with it. Nope. Well, I know you are, TJ. Well, I mean, we're still like 25 minutes, so yeah. It's not uh, that short. Okay. That's, All right. That's not too bad. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, the strong John Cannon is coming. <laughs> right? What? <laughs> yeah, he's strong. Well, Josh is beautiful, and I couldn't think of another adjective. <laughs> I'm, sure he, I'm sure you would appreciate that. You call him Strong yeah. Cannon. Strong that's his new Cannon. Name. <laughs> all right oh my god all right Mr. strong thanks for joining us it's weird doing part a's after a part b i'll tell you what we're gonna take a break hey jammers kylan here interrupting the show uh where you've been hearing my voice to give you more of my voice it's a new year new bit right so we decided you needed more of all of us uh, the other guys are here, too. I don't know why they're being weirdly silent. <laughs> I'm just going to let you talk. <laughs> you were rolling with bit the, is I'm, just staying just quiet me. and watching how awkward you get. That's fine. I could do this all day, y'all. Just watch him visibly <laughs> yes, panic yeah. as none of us are uh, of fun. chime in. But with this new year, new bit, what else uh, is new We've restructured year, our Patreon. We got some. Oh, have we? Yeah, dude. Uh, we got some fun new stuff. We're lowering the price of one of our tiers. Our highest tier is now $5 less. And you still get all the same great benefits. Even more Even benefits. More than benefits, that, actually. Um, oh my gosh, are we crazy? Probably. What are we doing? Probably we're just giving content away. Uh, but we got some fun stuff coming up this year. I mean, we're doing. If you start at the two dollar tier, you get episodes early, and then it just goes up from there. Everything else from there, you get bonus episodes. We just started our WCJN show, which is like a radio show where we kind of get to fit in some things that don't fit on on regular episodes. And since it's on Patreon, we get to play full songs. Josh just did our our first WCJN show, a very Jason Martin Christmas, uh, where Mm. he talked about a bunch of uh, Jason Martin from Starflyer 59 and other projects, Christmas songs that he's done that a lot of those, right, Josh, like aren't available streaming anywhere yeah Ooh. five of the yeah. seven so are it's like one of the streaming. only places you can like hear all these exclusive together exclusive listens um, wow yeah yeah we're also doing secular jams now uh where we're picking not just christian albums but other albums that we all really enjoy that we think people should maybe listen to more and giving them the full cjn treatment as well as uh, we're gonna start doing trivia nights that's gonna be super fun Woo! like once a quarter if you're playing the CJN drinking game, go ahead and take a drink because I'm going to talk about how I used to host a trivia night. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna start doing that. We got all kinds of fun stuff. Is there anything else we want to talk about for Patreon? I just can't wait to see what we all curate for our WCJN programs. For sure, like I've already got a lot of ideas. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be worth it just for that. And that's our entry level tier of two dollars a month. Like. That's nothing, and you get WCJN episodes, which are going to be Amazing. super fun. Yeah. So join us it. over at patreon.com slash churchjamsnowpodcasts, and let's get back to the show. Come now. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> Welcome back to Church Jams Now. We are about- Church Jams Now. Yeah. 
Okay, I I love that I've got the uh the the hype guy Kylan back well, me I up feel here. Like, well, it at this point it's become like you did it so much in the beginning. Yes. Yes. That it's now it's now an integral part of the show. Like so I almost if you don't if, can't if hear you, an intro without it. Right. That's correct. Because it drives me crazy, but I just like I have to have it in there. <laughs> like it has to be in there. Yeah, man. And I'm not gonna it's go not in after episode. the fact and record it. So Right. It's not an episode of Church Jams now unless one of us does something really obnoxious and can, can, can I can I go ahead and chime in here? No, what? no, shut up. What who is that voice? Who is who is this? We have to introduce you. Okay. <laughs> no, bring it on, man. Bring it on. What do you got? Off to a good start. Um, first of all, <laughs> that little coughing fit I just almost went into. Uh, I might I might mute myself if I if I if it gets a little too out of hand. Cool. All right, we'll awkwardly sit here. We'll make the audience. Yeah, don't worry about it because yeah, we'll we'll cut it out. It's not gonna bug me. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. All right, cool. So who well, is that? Listeners, <laughs> pro- proceed. Mr. Coughs a lot is also known as uh, my near and dear and old buddy and former bandmate, John Cannon. Welcome, John. <laughs> thank, thank you. I want right to spirit of it. I want to say uh, welcome to all the jammers out there. That's what y'all call them, right? Jammers. That's true. Yes and no. We kind of forget for long stretches of time. <laughs> Speak well, for yourself, one, man. I bring it up every episode, time I think of it. The one episode I listened to, y'all, y'all call them jammers. So I haven't listened to any other episodes, so I have no yeah. idea what's going. There you go. <laughs> Clearly, an avid fan here of the pod. Yeah. I'm a it busy doesn't guy. take much for us to ask you on this podcast. Yeah, if you're out there. <laughs> Obviously, I'm here. I mean, <laughs> you don't have anything else going on. Well, John, we're we're glad you're here, man. Thanks yeah. for thanks for making the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, who are you? <laughs> man, rise! I take a sip of that like, hot tea. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So, I mean, we we've like you and TJ have been friends for a super long time, and we've known each other for a couple of years. But like, what? Why do What's you your think deal? you're qualified to talk about As Cities Burn on our I'm a, Come Now Sleep episode? I'm absolutely, I'm not qualified to talk about anything, really. Neither are we. Oh. Neither are we. Yet we've done 30, right 35 in. episodes. <laughs> Somebody stop um, us. I guess, well, after this episode, y'all might just have to stop. I don't know. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Well, that's been the podcast, everybody. All right. We'll see you later. That's it for us. Oh, wow. Yeah, that no, was okay. easy. So yeah, d- let's tell the audience a little bit about yourself. What is like um, uh, your yeah. musical history, uh, Acidies Burn, like whatever you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, that's all pretty brief. So uh, that's perfect. I I played in a few shitty bands with TJ uh, back in the day. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, two shitty bands and one band that was pretty good. Um, well said. What are their names? It, what are their names? Well, I, I won't. I won't give a spotlight to the first. Uh, well, I won't give a spotlight to one of them. Um, the first one was uh, <laughs> Autumn's Fall. Um, really <laughs> clever. TJ has brought that up before. Yeah, yeah that's true. Classic. Yeah, game. super unique. Um, <laughs> and we did that in high school. Uh, and then I played in another band with TJ. Um, the name of which he told me while I was sitting on the toilet one time. And 
it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. So I ended up playing in that band for like two years. And then we played in the Lonely Bones for another, I don't know, year and a half and just uh, kind of had a good time in that one. Well, we played we played a couple shows together, Lonely Bones and Del Sur. Yes, we did. Well, you know, Kylan, I'll be honest with you. TJ's told me that before. I have no recollection of any of That's those fine. shows. That's fine. That's great. Were... Well, John, I can actually attest that there was one show we played together that you actually let me borrow your orange rocker verb 50 head. <laughs> no and way. You did. Yeah, it was great. Mine was like decommissioned for a time. I had a little a solid, half solid state, half tube uh, Marshall and you, the head was malfunctioning, but you let me borrow your orange and it sounded so, so good. I was like, this yeah. is the best I've ever sounded. <laughs> well, That's you're so welcome. Sweet. I'm, yes. I'm glad to hear it would be sweeter yeah. if you remembered it. Yeah, yeah you don't remember right. it, but you were a real <laughs> it meant a lot to it meant a lot to me, obviously. <laughs> good, good. I mean, what was the alternative? Like, no, you guys can't play tonight. Are <laughs> right, you gonna be that? <laughs> hey, I've I've met people like that that are yeah. like had like a I just like need a symbol stand or something, and I've had people be like, no. They're like, there's the door, chump. <laughs> what a funny oh, thing man. to be that picky about a symbol right. stand. It's like we're yeah. playing at a fucking coffee shop in Midlothian. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like in that venue you're gonna thrash the gear and it's gonna come back mangled. Like anybody playing that kind of a show in a coffee shop is in the wrong place. Right. Maybe the wrong business. And if you let me borrow your orange, I'm gonna guard that thing with my life too. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Josh I mean, actually punched working. a dude out that got too close to this thing. Yeah, he was getting too close, and I just like whipped my guitar head over there. Oh, and wow. Just, like, the peg caught him in. The I, I'm surprised face. you don't remember any of this. I wish I did. That sounds incredible. <laughs> they were crazy days, man. All right, we're going to start <laughs> Why over. Am I Let's on just show? start. Let's just scrap <laughs> all of this and start over. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I knew, I knew half of this stuff was going to get derailed just based on the conversations I've had with TJ over the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, can't confirm. But yeah, so the Lonely Bones, we were sort of, I think we identified sort of as like a, a garage punk band. Um, but I think it was mostly because we kind of just weren't very good. And <laughs> what what we tried to do is combine a bunch of our favorite bands. And, and one of those bands was As Cities Burn. And we did not copy them successfully to any degree. <laughs> but I uh, I don't know. I, I always really respected what they did as a band. And I think that's something that respect for the for the music and the musicianship um, is something that I think I tried to apply certainly in the Lonely Bones, probably not so much in the band before. That was more about just survival. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of just my my elevator pitch background on on that. I mean, I was just kind of a basic fan, you know. Just really loved what they did. When did you get into them? I remember getting. <laughs> this is I, I'm I'm an awful fan. What was their first record? Sun, um, Sun I Love You, Your Darkest. Yeah, I remember picking that up from I think the Family Christian Store. So it would have been sometime around that time. I don't remember exactly when it came out. Uh, it was 2005. Oh five. Yeah. Yeah. So I was still in high school. Um, it was certainly one of those records that. I listened to at very low volumes because despite, you know, getting it at the Christian bookstore, right. if if my parents heard any sort of screaming coming uh -huh. out of my stereo speakers, 
I mean, it would have been trouble, and I didn't want to have to deal with having to go to church more than once a week. So, <laughs> yeah, there is something to be said about the very specific experience of being like a Christian hardcore fan in the mid 2000s when so many parents didn't understand that <laughs> and just saw like screaming and metal as like devil music. We could have a whole yeah, podcast right. about that, honestly. For I think sure. that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Because <laughs> there tell, is, tell, yeah, tell. there's like. I have so many memories of of bands like Acidies Burn and and Under Oath, like listening so far down on my little like boombox that like you can basically just hear like the crash cymbal and the high end of the guitar, like everything else is completely cut out. See, my thing, if if it was at Christian bookstores, then my parents couldn't say anything. So that was like my thing. I was like, if I could go to the Christian bookstore and point to it on the shelf, then it's like, it I can listen to it as loud as I want. Like, right. Even if you don't like it, you have to let me listen to it. <laughs> That's a great arrangement. That was good for deal. you. Yeah. My mom yeah. did not like Norma Jean. <laughs> See, you should have had Josh represent you legally. Tom. Yes. Yeah. I should my have. My client, but... John Cannon, purchases at a like family 16. Christian bookstore. <laughs> Yes. I mean, knowing my luck, we would have we would have gone up to the Christian bookstore and they'd be sold out, and <laughs> so I'd be be screwed. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you got in with "Son, I Loved You," and then yes. you were on board for whenever they released "Come Now, Sleep." Do you yeah. remember like when that came out and like what like listening to that for the first time or that experience? Yeah, I mean, I you know I don't remember a whole lot specifically about kind of my first experience with it um i mean it was such a departure from son i loved you at your darkest and i was young and so i was kind of the of the mindset where like oh my god the, the, why aren't they screaming the guitars right. don't sound as heavy like what is this and so i think there was that initial phase of you know maybe kind of some mild rejection of it but you know i i persevered and it became one of my favorite records ever um i don't i don't know what happened in 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 the process of of listening i don't know if my you know quote-unquote musical palette matured probably not but um (laughs) i i don't know i i think that was also marking kind of a transition period in my own life where i started thinking about uh certain big topics in my life uh, on a deeper level and this record what i what i got out of it was certainly spoke to those types of thoughts that that i was i was having um, kind of aligned with your experience at the time yeah yeah it was sort of a launch pad to to think like well they're asking some heavy questions and covering some heavy topics on this record you know maybe it's okay if i, I think about some of these big deals these heavy topics uh in my own life yeah i can say i i relate to that quite a bit for sure me too like this was a big record for me i have that in my notes somewhere on the record we can get into that more of how this was sort of a springboard for thinking about things in a in a different way um so i I think we're pretty close to like being able to just jump right in the last thing i do oh sorry i do i don't want to No, you go ahead josh go ahead just interrupt me no i thought you were transitioning in i said we're close you please wait were you trying to do a smooth segue kylan dang i was and we just (laughs) totally obliterated it i've never obliterated this time (laughs) i love this back and forth i know 
I usually bring all of the segues to a screeching halt, but no, this time I wanted to to like be able to have a smooth segue, so I wanted to interject, and I'm I'm really sorry for that. Would you like to go first, Kylan? Yes, John. What? No, just so act like it was a like smooth transition. We'll cut that so out. He's so cranky now. Just act, just act like it was fine. In, yes. In, uh, I wanted just... to talk to my friend John. So normally on our episodes, we flop or bop each record. Right. But yep. since these are like four guaranteed bops from us. Stone Cold um, Classics. Well, not so bad. Oh, oh, okay. okay. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> Bait and yeah. switch, uh, man. Bait and switch. Yeah. I appreciate having someone else on that that enjoys the drama. Um, okay, oh, yeah. I want to know. I want to know your As Cities Burn discography ranking because there's only there's the four albums. There's Sun I Loved yeah. It Your Darkest, Come Now Sleep, Hell or High Water, and Scream at the Walls. And I want to know how you would rank those four albums from your um, favorite to least favorite. Oh man, yeah, I think the ranking is probably pretty easy for me um it goes come now sleep hell or high water uh sun i love you at your darkest and then scream through the walls yeah i i i you know i like them all um but i think you know they are in that order but come now sleep is far and away it's just such my a favorite big record yeah yeah um and then from there it's kind of a distant second for Color high water and then Is it's a little really? bit it's a little bit closer uh from there those those other three are kind of you know just back to back but yeah come now sleep is it's just so bad. way I out get front, that's man. that's fascinating because i i remember you liking come now sleep a lot and i think that's why i latched onto it so much is because you eventually ended up really loving that record and and that helped me kind of give it a chance more and really fall in love with it even though it was such a departure from son i loved you but I then thought that Heller Highwater kind of trumped it for you. Like Trump's kind of absolutely sleep. not. No. Based on based <laughs> on like our experience as a band, we like, you know, we covered one of the songs on that record. Okay. Well, I can speak to that actually. Um All right. the reason that we covered a song from Heller Highwater versus Come Now Sleep is because I was not a good enough guitar player to play anything. Anything from Come Now Sleep. Come well, now we did. Sleep. <laughs> But I could play to... that. I could play that one song on Hell or High Water because it was just like chords. Yeah, it was simple enough. Didn't we try to yeah. cover something from Come Now Sleep and just like miserably failed? I remember. I don't think so. I remember us trying to cover another Asteris Burn song. Maybe it was maybe it was another one from Hell or High Water, but it was like very very technically challenging, <laughs> and like yeah. i struggled with the drum parts i think you struggled with the guitar parts and we were just like ah screw it like yeah well i mean when come now sleep came out that's when i kind of realized like i'm not a very good guitar player <laughs> and and so i became very like conscious and aware of my skill level so i didn't want to dis- i didn't yeah. want to disrespect the music by trying to play it <laughs> dude i get it cuz i've been trying i haven't even i haven't told the guys this but i've been trying to because we do for like special occasions, we'll do different versions of our theme song. I've been trying to make like an As Cities Burn. Oh wow! Version of our theme song, and I'm just like, can any of us shred enough? How the fuck do you sound like As Cities <laughs> Burn? Like, how do you do it? They are, and I will posit this again: they're the greatest jazz band <laughs> in existence. Of all time. 
<laughs> Louisiana's <laughs> finest jazz band, Acidies Burn. Okay, Josh, what did you want to say before we, I uh, guess, get into the record? I just wanted to make sure we asked him his rankings. That's oh, my God. <laughs> you were going to ask the same question? Are you kidding he interrupted me? interrupted you to ask you the question, ask him the question you wanted to ask. You're acting like I've never done this Great. before. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Oops, well, y'all are it, really y'all are uh, y'all are really fucking adorable. I just have uh, to Adorable is one word for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. on that note, I guess whatever. Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> 2007's Come Now Sleep by Acidies Burn. Track number 1 is of course Contact. This is my favorite ACP song. I would like to quote Kylan from one of our previous episodes. What What did I say? 10 out of 10, perfect song, no notes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This yep. is my favorite ACP song too. Wow. Cards on the table. Yep. It's wow. so good. It's so good. I did give it five thumbs up out of five. <laughs> oh, 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 bringing okay. back the thumb system. So Thank you. It got the most thumbs. Excellent. Well, okay. Right. The fact that you know the thumb system, alive. I think I can easily then intuit which one episode of the show you listen to because <laughs> TJ is wildly inconsistent with his thumb system. Um, I use it when I feel like it's needed. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Batman. You know, if you like put the signal out, I'll bring the thumbs. You put the half a thumb up. He's he's kind of there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guys, why is this song so good? I don't think we'll ever know. And what's great is we don't need to. Nope, That's what's so great about exist it. Yeah. And be perfect. It's like incredible. this is such a good album opener. It His is. voice is so good. It's so like earnest and like heartfelt. But not and cheesy. Like, like Right, right. Like I believe it. Mm-hmm. And the thing is too, like, TJ, you were talking about on our Christmas episode. I don't remember which song, but one of the the Sufjan songs that mm-hmm. I didn't like. But I really liked I really liked your point over like the music, the instrumentation really supported the like Matches lyrical the, thesis of the song. Yes. That's how I feel about this song. Yeah. Absolutely. Because um, lyrically, it's just like, yeah, it's so good. It's so interesting the way that he words like questioning faith and God. Mm-hmm. It's this real like kind of dreamy mm-hmm. jam. Oh, it's so yeah. Good. The vibes are impeccable. And to go from like they are impeccable, and to go from like the opener on "Son, I Loved You," the "Thus from My Lips" track, that's just like a raging, crazy high energy opening track. To flip like 180 degrees like that was a bold move for them sonically, yeah, and stylistically. But they do it with precision and like confidence and swagger, and it just works. And and yes, it hits hard lyrically, like the themes are are so resonant i just think it i just think it works on all levels yeah i remember thinking uh like man this song is really slow when i first listened to it but you know i think what it did really really well is it set the stage in so many important ways for the rest of the record yes um like you kind of knew what to expect uh you know lyrically and and sonically probably at the time i didn't 
necessarily appreciate i guess kind of the stage that this track set and right and honestly this has probably my favorite guitar work on the whole record it's really i just think it's yeah i think it's the perfect arrangement and 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 sound that they got out of the guitars i think it's just they couldn't have done a better job with it and even the back and forth between the when the vocals are like kind of the feature of the song mm-hmm. and then when the guitar becomes the lead element i think that like arrangement is like so intuitive really brilliant and it feels effortless like you you don't even question it as a listener like oh now we're going to get a minute of guitar right. Well, like, this this it goes met. back to what I was saying on the last episode of they feel like a jazz band, like they so yeah. effortlessly like know when to back off and like get big and give each other space yes. while feeling cohesive. Yeah. Also, hey, if we're talking jazz, let's talk about the fact that this song does in the beginning and then later on in the song one measure of six eight, then one measure of five eight. Yeah. Which just like throws you off a little bit. That was the very first thing I ever noticed about this song. I was like, this feels weird. I remember you telling me that like back in college and I was like, whoa, it does. Like, that's so cool. But it doesn't even bother you. It feels weird, but you're like, I'm down with this. No, like I feel like you look forward to like the losing that beat, the push. But it it goes having the five. It goes back to what I was saying. Like, I feel like it supports the lyrical content of this like sort of like I feel like it's asking a lot of questions and it's just like, it's from a lyrical perspective. He just, he seems like thrown off basically. Right. And I feel like musically it's kind of doing that to you as well. Just feeling sort of like you're losing a step continuously throughout. And that, yeah. And like John said, like it sets the stage for the rest of the record, like so perfectly. I also want to make a couple of lyrical notes as we're talking about that, uh, because it's stuff that, that I'll probably come back to as we go down the down the track list here. Um, he, I, I really feel like this is, and we've kind of hinted at that already, but I feel like this is kind of like an opening thesis for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, like John said, like it's a it's a great sort of stage setter for the rest of the record, both like sonically and lyrically. But he, I, I thought it was really bold that he opens with "We are truly alone because God ain't up in the sky holding together our bones." And then he's kind of wrestling with this doubt, with this questioning, um, trying to like identify or put put his finger on like what God is or what's the nature of communing with God or contacting God, right? It's in the, in the title of the song, Contact. And even questioning, could it be that all we see is it? Is this it? Is this right. it? I wanted to make a point of that lyric being in the opening track. Is this it? Is this it? Because oh, he's yeah. just Cause... he's kind of wrestling with some things, and mm-hmm. and we see a progression over the course of the album, and that's all I'll say about that. Oh, and I also wanted to say I, I love that he he kind of he ends up landing with the prophets of Baal. He says God must be asleep. Like that made me think right. of the 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 scene with Elijah. You know, and the prophets mm-hmm. are like, "Hey, is God asleep?" He's like, "God yeah. must be asleep." I thought that was funny. I don't it's know. So good. It's so good. The one thing we're back to linear song structures for mm-hmm. this one, but this yes. is like the way I feel like you do a linear song structure perfectly because, like, there is things that like are repeated or like that you can latch on to. Whereas, like, on the first record, they're like, here's a linear song, we're just running right through it. But yes. with this one, you're like, this one doesn't really have a chorus or a bridge, like, it's kind of just right. A, B, C, but the parts feel familiar and they like become memorable even after you've 
like there's like oh the i don't know it just it just sticks with you so much more so yeah, even yes. though this is more linear than traditional it works yeah because there's enough like repeat and and this song too like the way that they structure it and have like the the kind of jam the big guitars and drums parts and then they back off and just have like some like synth pad and vocals and stuff this epitomizes uh as cities burn to me yes. this is like them at their peak which is wild this is their second album man and it's so yeah. different from their first album but yeah. we'll get into that more. Do we have any other so, any so other different. thoughts on this song before we move on to track two? All right, let's oh, do it up. Good. Track number two, Empire. And I was a middle son between two wayward ones. I was more deserving of my parents' love. This would have been, been the opener if they had done a record like Son I Loved You. Mm-hmm. Part yes. two, basically. I said this sounds the most "Son, I Love You," but like, but they, it's such they a, were right to do yes. this as track two. It's such a good follow up to Contact. Yes. Yeah, because you need that lift and energy. It needed to come, but it was great that it was track two. Because mm-hmm. the first one's a little meditative. It puts you in a place, like John said, it sets the stage, and then this one just like kind of breaks loose. Mm-hmm. John, what do you think? I like it. I got it. I got uh well. I don't like it as much as uh, Contact. It got four thumbs up out of five. So can I thumbs it. also be down? Is, I gotta I see your hand, mean, man. Does that mean thumbs can also be down? You said four uh, thumbs up. Or is it just... Po- possibly. I, I hadn't even thought about oh, Okay, so you're just doing out of five, right? Just yeah. One thumb up, yeah. two thumbs Okay. Okay. One to five. One to cool. five. I can dig yeah. it. So thumbs might as well be stars. No, no, they're well, no, they're, they're it's thumbs. It's important. They're okay, thumbs, Okay, okay, okay yeah. all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think that... Respect the art form. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in this, you know, thinking about the second verse of, of this song, something I, I noticed listening to this record again last night is that they have, like, really, really good second verses on this, on this record. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they always kind of have like a little bit extra bite to them and aggression that Um, I think whenever they do it, it's really, really appropriate for like the lyrical content of that particular song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like specifically, I love how they go into that second verse and like, they're just like digging on the low string of their guitars. And like you said, that ups the intensity instead of just like falling back into it the first verse that you've kind of already heard before. It's like, it's a new verse. It's different this time though. Yeah. That dynamic like range that they clearly have and use intentionally is again, a point to them being the best jazz band in Louisiana. (laughs) Yeah. Louisiana's finest. Lyrically. This is one of my favorite Acidies burn songs too. So good. Uh, What do you you love? He just, well, he does this thing, you know, this isn't quite like Chekhov's daddy going off, but it's like <laughs> it's similar where he almost like the way that like a good novel or or something does. He he writes with such specificity mm-hmm. that that even if you can't relate to the exact situation, like, you know, he says, I was a middle son between two wayward ones. I was more deserving of my parents love. Like that whole like middle child 
thing. Like I'm not a middle child, but he speaks so specifically. I know where he's coming. Like I can, yeah, I can relate to where he's coming from. Right. The one other thing I did want to mention, I do love the lyrics in this one too, specifically the, I was a Pharisee. That whole verse was, is so good. Um, but musically, I want to talk specifically about there's this part at two minutes and 22 seconds where they have the tremolo on and they do it a lot. Like we talked about tremolo in the last record, but yeah. you hear a lot more tremolo. It's like a very key acidity's burn thing. Yeah. But they're playing and the speed of it changes. Like it goes slow and then it ramps up kind of thing. And then it even like pans across. But like I've always loved that. And then it even did that. I stole that idea for a song that I was working on years ago and did it. And it was it's much harder to do when you're playing and recording by yourself to like <laughs> punch in, play your chord, bend over and like turn the, the, the speed knob and stuff like that. But but yeah, yeah, that's just like I've always loved that and I was like, I'm gonna do that because I love that effect. It's that's always stuck out to me. Yeah. So yeah, I think this is what I was thinking when I talked about in, in the la- on the last album, thinking of Acidies Burn as a like effects heavy band they're not really again on this listen but they have a couple key effects that they use to great effect so like they 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 do it very purposely um, uh in a way that's like super good and i think another reason it works is it it again sort of uh bolsters the lyrical ideas of contact and later we talk about radio right so like it's kind of that idea of like uh playing with the dial to try to like Mm-hmm. tune things in to hear better mm-hmm. I like that yeah that's so good Chekhov's daddy's radio oh <laughs> um, we're stretching that one <laughs> I'm here for it, it just, though it just sounded fun I love that John it has is no context to this at all oh <laughs> yeah, yeah John in our <laughs> last episode John. I have no idea what's going on yeah. we talked about so like they talk about like Chekhov's gun like how if you introduce a gun in the first act at some point in the play, it's going to go off. And be really so, important. But I talked about Cody's, like, daddy issues. Mm. Uh, so From I the widow, it, yeah. Uh, Chekhov's daddy. Oh, uh, so, okay. So, yeah, I <laughs> get it. That makes, it yeah. it's, it's, Chekhov's daddy's radio. It's w- way more fun when I explain all of it. I know. <laughs> um, okay, Clearly. a couple more music things. In that first verse, uh, right before they do I Had an Angel's Smile, they do the where the guitars do the that matches up with the snare. Oh, uh, yep. That's one of my favorite things in music. Period. Yeah, I read that several times. It's it's just one of the coolest things. I don't I don't know why, but because it's like the perfect thing to when everyone's doing it. Like if you're listening in your car, it's like the perfect thing to like tap on the steering wheel to and totally. to like really jam out. John, when did you rip that off? Can you give me like specific song examples? Every day. Oh, specifics. Yeah. Let's say you Every day of his life. TJ. <laughs> I wake, I wake you up You were an in accomplice morning. in ripping it I off. That's what I'm saying, bed. but I was an unknowing accomplice because oh, okay. I didn't know he was ripping them off. I thought it was just like pure John magic over here. I was like, man, he's a great songwriter. You thought John was the one that invented <laughs> yeah, right? the chicka 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 and Jesus the snare Christ, drum at the same time? The snare. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Until this moment, I was convinced wow. that John came up with that. I know. Shattering the illusion of John for me right now. I never had an original thought <laughs> one time when I would write songs. Never, never had an original thought. Those are overrated anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know that I have a, a specific 
Um, I don't think I we didn't like do it specifically the same way. It was just kind of the idea of of you know uh, connecting the, the the guitar and the snare in that kind of that kind right. of style. Um, yeah, it was a concept you kind of lifted from them. I mean, something that that I think we did a little bit more um, that's also present on this record is kind of just like like fast picking that like the low string, you know. Uh, yep rather rather than playing you know like a full chord or whatever just to get that really really low chunk sound right uh, we did we did that a lot but because it works not, not not as well yeah it's a good well, tool to have in the in the tool belt though mm-hmm. yeah sure. it's fun yeah so the last thing i had is if listeners like that that thing uh if you haven't listened to quiet as a mouse by margo and the nuclear so-and-sos that's the other song besides uh this one that i think does that to the extent that like tickles my brain in that right way so i think lucky denver mint on clarity does that too oh yeah i've heard because i know they under oath did that a lot on only chasing safety and i know they referenced clarity as their like point where they got that from so that makes sense Mm -hmm. well we got anything else about empire no, I got a lyrical note about the horde. If you guys want to hear it, <laughs> what no, we already be, heard TJ? it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to track number three, the horde. This is the first ACB song I ever heard. And this one was. It was the demo version. It was on a solid state compilation I bought in 2007 that like opened my world up to like Norma Jean and like all these other solid state bands. But yeah, this was the first one I ever heard. And strangely, it didn't grab me because I didn't get into AC until a couple years later. (laughs) So I feel bad, but I'm sorry, The Horde. I like you now. (laughs) I like you now. Yeah, that beginning, uh, uh, the beginning of this track is that kind of fast uh, picking that I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. That low string. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, first sweet, sweet bass on the record. Yes. Hey. Uh, hell, of a, hell of a chorus, too. Dude. Yeah. It's so good. It is. It's huge. This is, like, so jammy. And something that I, I notice is, like, I don't think a lot of these songs are, at least, like, the choruses are... Or, or whatever are really um, moments that you would necessarily hear like the crowd singing back mm. you know what I mean but they're still catchy right, right. I don't consider them necessarily sing-alongs but they're really really catchy tunes mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yeah it's interesting because like most bands that do the more sort of like linear songwriting tend to be like heavier bands mm-hmm. uh, and they obviously like came from that, but it's interesting that they kind of kept that songwriting structure, but mix it in with a little bit of that like pop sensibility of like, yeah, kind of having like a couple hooks mm-hmm. throughout that uh, keep you interested. Um, there's not a lot of other bands I can point to that do it in this specific way. And I, I just want to point out the fact that the energy is still really high. We're on song three, and it's carried over the the energy from Empire. Like it, that jump into the beginning of the song is just like seamless. So the sequencing is just like killing it. Right, but this yes. one, this one does have like a different energy though to it. Like it doesn't feel like Definitely. I feel like as like 
tight necessarily mm-hmm. like or at least as like packed in and like in a way that i feel like it feels like the song could almost like fall apart at any moment but like because they're such good musicians and they're playing to each other so well like they keep it all together so it's like it's this weird like it has this teetering feeling to mm-hmm. me at least but like you said yeah. high energy but a different energy which, which is cool because it doesn't also, feel like, like just the same thing that that supports right. the thesis of the lyrics too like you it feels almost a little like drunk yeah you know what yeah. i mean which he he kind of yeah well and like the whole you hoard your hollow completion like it's something wearing thin like that's kind of like the feeling of the song like musically too it's just like pleading for grace like that's all we can rely on you know because we're kind of like falling apart at the seams basically yeah i was gonna say there's almost like a a frustration embedded in the lyrics a little Mm -hmm. bit and i think maybe that manifests to a degree in the music and i think kylan you might have suggested that with uh contact Mm-hmm. Um, and how that kind of, you know, I think the maybe the words in that one mirror what what came out musically, right. and and I think that's also present here. For sure, for Definitely. sure, yeah, yeah. Um, TJ, I want to hear your lyrical analysis because I have some lyric notes too. So I want to hear what you got to say. Because well, yeah, the way I was trying to talk about this song while we were covering the last song, uh, <laughs> I was trying to point out the fact that like the fact that they use this this weird phrase gasping weaker like that's not something you would ever say you never say like oh that guy over there he's a gasping weaker but right kind of to your point earlier kylan like they use these turns of phrase that just land with you whether or not you actually have the lived experience or not um and i just really like that he's sort of he's pointing out a little bit of like maybe some hypocritical piety and and pointing out the difference between like somebody that's living in a more human way or like a for salt sure. of the earth way but as opposed to because me... what's the whole line dj uh can you read the whole line just for so we have it well there's uh first one is they're steady steady breathers who won't lift a finger for the gasping weaker yes. yeah and you know he he, he already kind of worked on building up this idea in in the earlier part of the song well, the coolest thing to me on this listen through that I never really caught was uh, lyrically, like beyond the musical sequencing of the record, mm-hmm. almost every song, like there's this huge snowball effect where 100%. that makes it all super connective, yes. where each song in some way or another kind of references the song before it. Yeah. Because in the song before he talked about, like he said, I was a Pharisee. And then he, in this song, yeah, like TJ, you were saying, like he, he's bringing up this idea of people that are, you know, biblically what they called Pharisees, you right. know, like these people that have this performative religion without doing anything about it. And I feel like there's a lot of these stepping stones throughout each song, which is super rad. Yeah, it's, it's such a well-crafted album lyrically. And, and what, what's so funny is the fact that the music is so incredible and and grabs you so immediately you kind of forget to even think about the lyrics until you're sitting here in a podcast context analyzing them and then you're like oh my god these lyrics are amazing right i've never until this moment i've never paid attention to any acidies burn lyrics because (laughs) i'm a vibe guy yeah and i'm just there for the vibe but yeah like actually like reading through the lyrics it's just crazy yeah so So good. good And I love that he lands ultimately with like a little optimism because he's like, mm. he's calling back to the grace, right? He's like circling back to like, 
we can fall back on this even in the midst of you know whatever kind of our failings maybe or our foibles maybe which i i think kind of paints cody as a a little bit of like a reluctant optimist which i kind of like for sure um i just i love the i, I don't know some of the acidies burn lyrics that i've related to the most throughout my life are is the beginning of this song it says they say that good boys walk on walk straight on white lines and good boys keep their livers clean and smoke out of their lungs because it's all about what you've done. Good boys don't make mistakes to learn from they like sure that, don't. like kind of like a little bit snarky. Yeah, yeah, but definitely like the culture in which we grew up in. It's like you don't right. drink, you don't smoke, you do, you know, in this world, but not of it. Stay clean, uh, good boy. Yeah, I just like I've always super related to that. Because when heaven comes, they won't be caught being young. Like, yeah. Fuck, that's so good. Yeah, because I think there's this attitude that, you know, we probably all kind of grew up in it where it's it's preached that, you know, it's not like actions or whatever that are necessarily what's important. It's, you know, what you what you believe. But at the same time, there was this under underlying tone of, of like, but actually it is a lot about what you don't do and you can't do all of these things or else, you know, what you believe won't, won't right. matter because you've, right. you've screwed it up too much. Yeah. And it's all based on kind of this performative assumption or like the optics of your life as opposed to kind of what's at the heart, maybe. Mm-hmm. God, it's yeah. so good. So good. But I feel like this was early to be like, asking those questions within the culture like yeah especially for them to just be like i'm just gonna like put it out there and ask all in and like just ask a lot of questions too and not necessarily give answers in my mm-hmm. songs i'm just gonna ask them like i'm not well, scared to have an yeah so much of the culture we grew up in like growing up yeah i feel like i wasn't allowed to to question because questioning yeah. was the equivalent of leaving rejecting yeah yeah right. yeah exactly everyone just was like oh okay we'll just pray about it without giving any like real answer because there i don't know if there are any real answers and this right. is obviously like a very deep conversation but uh specifically like this album and mean everything to nothing by manchester orchestra were the mm-hmm. first two records that sort of i feel like came from this evangelical mm-hmm. christian place and actually were like questioning things and sort of gave me the space to feel comfortable to like yeah. do that as well in yeah a way the fact that, that those albums exist gives you permission to exist in that same space and maybe have those doubts and questions like right yeah that's, that's kind of what i was it's kind of what I was getting at a little bit earlier, especially, you know, asking, asking these big questions. This is honestly, I think kind of the first time I heard a record where someone was actually posing these questions and it was a scary, um, scary idea to me to ask these questions and not necessarily expect an answer right. because it, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult, especially in that culture that we grew up in, to say I don't know. Um, it's I, you know, it's almost like a, a weakness to admit that, and oh, so yeah, it's yeah. 
it kind of goes hand in hand of, of asking these big questions and kind of being okay with just not have really having an answer and, and just keep pursuing the, the questions regardless, because maybe the answer isn't necessarily the most important thing. Right. There's, there's a sense of bravery in just asking the question. Well, we ready to move on to track number four. We got a lot more album to cover. Well, we hold on, wait. Uh, what 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 was the song we just talked oh, about? The horde. Yeah. The how horde. many how many thumbs? The horde. Uh, it get it got five thumbs. <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah. So wow. five, four, and five. Oh, yeah. So we're at fourteen uh, thumbs total. Yeah, I will give you the average um, thumb rating at the end. Oh, nice. Right. Sounds good. John did some math. All right. I did. I did. All right. We'll keep it going with math jams now. This is track number four. This is it. This is it. Clearly, Cody is answering his own question from right. contact, is this right? It? Yeah. I love is that you it? caught that, TJ. Track four, this is it. In case y'all were wondering, for the last three tracks, here we are. This is it. Is this it? Is this it? This is it. Is it? This is it. This is it. And that's that lyrical dovetailing that you were talking about, Kylan. That kind of snowballing. Yep, exactly. It all so references what came before it. And that makes the sequencing even more impressive because like he had to think about where each song was going to go in the record right. as he was writing the lyrics sequentially. This has my favorite guitar, like Acidy's Burn guitar line. Which here. one? In the verses in between where he's singing. Hold on, I'll pull it up right here. Oh, hey, that. I could play this one. Yeah. yeah. See, so you're better than so. you. Oh, yeah. The one, the one thing I could play on this record is <laughs> Kylan's favorite line. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah, I'll play He's it for you sometime. Please do. Perfect. All right. Yeah. Uh, no. More sweet, sweet bass on this one. Yes, this one absolutely has sweet, sweet bass. Um, There's so much we could talk about with like just how the chorus, like how it hits that chorus, and it's like such a different chorus. Like normally, that's when you would expect the chorus to be like we're gonna get tight and hit, and but there's like boom just like big chords leave it open like big halftime drums like mm. it's just such a weird like almost an anti-chorus but it just works yeah. so so well that's a great way to put it an anti-chorus so i have to bring up to you i feel like i've i've bitched about it now on multiple records <laughs> and i have to i have to rescind i have to you know we all need to understand that we're all people and our opinions are capable of changing and we all have biases that we bring into these. When Cody is singing and they use the like the tin can saturated effect I was going to ask vocals, you about this exact thing. I fucking love it. I it's knew you so would. It's so good. It works so well. <laughs> John, for context, he has uh, in the past uh, really just complained about that effect and, and but it was but oh, i feel okay. like this is done tastefully it's not like scoggin yeah, where it's it. just like you only hear distortion and a little bit of scoggin like this is just that's like, the thing it's, it's used yes. it's used correctly yes and he's yes. not just screaming so like no. the saturated thing on top of a scream like just purely like an only screaming line doesn't work for me but there's right. like melody and as he's like singing 
it totally works on this record. And yeah, it adds some texture and, and some bite. And it's because when Cody's, I love when Cody yells, but like yes, when I Cody yells on its own, it's great. But then you add that in there and it's just like the icing on the cake. That's money. Yes, yeah, for sure. so good. This, this, song, this been, song is a really good example of why I'm a big fan of Cody taking over vocals. Yep. And I know he kind of like, you know, he kind of had to because DJ left the band, but I'm I'm glad they just kept going with Cody as the front man because I yeah. I think he's just a fantastic singer yeah. and this song is is one of those that illustrates that point really really well. Yeah, this is a great showcase of his vocal abilities. And it was one of those things that like I feel like because Son I Loved You era ACB the whole point of of their band at that point was to I think kind of let TJ go nuts on some really raw heavy vocals. Uh, which was great, and it worked for that album, but it meant that Cody didn't get to sort of unleash some of his vocal prowess that on this album we see front and center. And it, like you said, like I think it's amazing that sort of out of that limitation or out of that what might be considered a negative, TJ leaving the band, we get this beautiful opportunity to see Cody and all his vocal glory just like laying it down you know i love it i love it too yeah this is this is one of my top 10 acb songs for sure i've always loved this one and i'm happy to say that this song absolutely rips when they play it live like it's so good and everyone in the crowd gets crazy into it which makes it even better that's a good one it's so good um hey at what point are we going to talk about aaron lunsford just uh, destroying ha- it, it on the drums. I had it on Empire, but we were talking about so much there. I know. Talk about it now. How? How? He's just so good. He's an animal. Like, he's he's not human. I don't think. Like, I honestly, I yeah, because like, okay, so I would one of the biggest comparisons for me in terms of like post hardcore, um, uh, that's like similar to Acid's Burn, uh, would. I would say in terms of like technical ability would probably be like circus survive would probably be like the closest and their drummer is crazy good too. But the thing that Aaron does that I absolutely love is everything feels like a fill. Yes. But simultaneously doesn't feel like a fill. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he uses like like fills as grooves. Right, yeah, exactly. Because like, like the drummer from from Circus Survive does a, a similar kind of thing, but it feels like like you can feel him doing fills. You yes. know what I mean? It feels like like not that he's showing off necessarily. Something about the way that As Cities Burn like work together as a band. He's doing these insane drum fills that just feel like they work. Like they just yeah. feel like the, the way the drums are supposed to be. Yes, they're very like intuitive and natural, and they're and they're headed somewhere. There's a purpose to whatever fill is happening, and even as like one, what we're gonna call what we're gonna call a fill, like even as one fill goes to another one, it's it's progressing the song. It's like carrying the song forward, and it's serving it ultimately, right? As opposed to a showy drummer who's just filling for vanity or like, hey, look at me, guys. Right, exactly. It feels like yeah, it feels like jazz drumming. Yeah, I love how you mentioned that it's like a fill, but also part of the groove. Because I have a note yes. on the later song where I was like, I love that part, but I'm like, I 
can't call that a fill, I don't think. Like, so I right. think you worded that perfectly. Yeah. And he kind of created a new like form almost of, of drumming. Like it's it's a it's a hybrid almost. Blows my mind. Let's call it a let's call it a a foof. Fruv. We can call it a lunchbird special I, grill. I think I think we need to keep workshopping that, DJ. <laughs> I, don't, oh, I don't think that's the one. Fruv. And and I'm while so we're at it, what about Chekhov's could... daddy's drums? <laughs> Hear me out, guys. Jesus that's Christ, this is, this is getting really weird. Um, Welcome to Cheer Teams now, buddy. I appreciate it. Glad what to be. What were you here. gonna say, John? While we're at it, what? I wanted to also give some props to Colin for making the move from from guitar over to bass for this record, and yeah. I think that was a really. You know, I think I can all I can relate to that because if I had to make that move, I would also have tried to go to bass because obvious reasons. But um, <laughs> I thought he thought he brought some some really solid guitar sensibilities to the bass, and and you know I think we see that in some in some interesting bass work throughout this whole record. That's not your you know straightforward bass following the drums. I think it he brought some nice personality to it. I think that's part of why, you know, anytime Kylan might bring up his sweet, sweet bass appreciation in ACB's work. Like I feel like in this album, that's probably part of what he's appreciating is like those guitarist sensibilities, but being applied to the bass in a way that doesn't get in the way. You can't speak. It just works. Yeah. I said, I feel like I'm, I'm not my, my opinion of Kylan's thoughts on something. We'll see how meta we can get here. Correct me. Am I wrong? Am I way off? No, you're 100% right. <laughs> I just yeah. like giving you a hard time because I love you. I know it. All right, guys, let's move on to track number five, Clouds. I believe God is the truth of the myth that because we care not, we can't live with the fact that there is no God. We can't live with the fear of not knowing. The sequencing on this album is so good. This is like the perfect, perfect thing after after these like three pretty like hard hitting songs to kind of go back to the vibe from Contact. Yes, and I love it as even like a side A closer. Like it yep. feels like it closes it really well. If you're a side A side B kind of person, yeah, I was gonna say it leads into the second half of the record very well. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's almost like a palate cleanser. Yes, it's the perfect reprieve from all that energy. I've got a uh, a little bit of a sort of personal call it fanfic. So like my fan fiction version of this album is that Contact, Clouds, and the final track Timothy are sort of a philosophical or theological trilogy, and they're also like mm-hmm. a vibe trilogy because they they're all the most like kind of sprawling, long, ambient, dreamy tracks on the record, and so they fit together to me both like thematically and sonically and it's not a coincidence that they're beginning middle and end too exactly exactly yes. yeah they work as a trilogy because they they sort of they're almost like for all you marvel nerds out there you've got your tentpole films for the marvel uh universe like the avengers films are the tentpole films for the marvel universe i would call these tentpole songs for the universe of come now sleep right. kind of holding up the whole thing and kylan i wanted to say we've been on the topic of drums you talk about drum beats that are like your go-to beat in the past. Yeah, yeah. Is this, this one of yours? This album or this song on this album specifically yeah. are a lot of my go-to beats. A lot that of that sense. slow halftime disco to like uh-huh. faster, kind of syncopated, yeah. complex stuff. That's 
that's kind of my my mo i love to i love the the like interview spoken word stuff in the intro it would fit right at home on uh uh science fiction by brand new Mm -hmm. oh yeah Uh, it was funny okay so my wife has like never listened to acidies burn and i was talking about how josh how you and i have contacted a couple of the band members to try to get them on contact their yeah pun yeah but they're so like not online and kind of doing their own thing and i was trying to think of like and it popped in my brain that like acidies burn is like the best like the closest comparison i could think of is like they're like the quote-unquote christian brand new (laughs) and the second it left my mouth the more i started thinking about that's like a really apt analogy in terms of Hmm. like their band trajectory Hmm. and like the amount of time they've taken between records and their progression as a band and sort of the like personalities of people in the band. Yes. Uh, And this song really, I think highlighted that for me too of like, it feels like, yeah, it would fit on, on science fiction or something, but they did this like way before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was a, a big note that I had because like, no, I'm on board with that. They've yeah. got like this real kind of like groovy progression where it feels like they matured a lot. And a lot of bands that I really love have done this too, like Manchester Orchestra and Brand New and Thrice. But whereas yes. for those bands, it took uh, either like five records or 15 years. They did this on their fucking second record. Two years later. <laughs> that is yeah. insane to me. It is ahead of the curve, man. They were ahead of their time. For real. In the best way. And at least we were there to appreciate it. Yeah, dude. I got to say that guitar lead line at 1 minute 55 seconds is like one of my favorite Acidies Burn guitar lines. And every time I listen to it, I'm like, I need to learn that. And then like by the time I play guitar, I forget that I want to learn that. But so <laughs> right. I never learned it, but I love it. And every time it makes me want to learn it. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I'll do That's it. So finally. Good. Take out the guitar right now. Okay, I'll be back, guys. Okay, we'll see. And you we'll hash this thing out. I'll just yeah, do, it. do it. I'll do we'll do it by ear on the podcast. Nah, nah. Is that is that it? Is it? Is it higher? Well, and yeah. then we'll. How about you just do it, and we'll critique you after the fact. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, that's a good idea. Sounds fun. That's how you learn, right? <laughs> <laughs> Through being forced into public humiliation. Yes. <laughs> Builds character. I feel like that's, that's what I'm doing right now. I don't think I'm lear- <laughs> I don't think I'm learning anything. <laughs> This is not an educational podcast. We never never said it was. (laughs) Even though we mangle facts all the time. We do. We do. We're great at that. Man, speaking of mangling facts, no, I I don't have a good segue. (laughs) I do want to mention that I do seriously love the line, I think our God isn't God if he fits inside our heads. Yeah. There's a lot in that statement. It's simple, but it's profound. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Which I've heard my dad say. I'm not saying it's an an original quote to him, but he's told me that it's like theology is trying to make the infinite finite, and right. I feel like that's what that line is about. It's like, yeah, of course, like it's not gonna God isn't God if he fits inside your head. It's like, whoa, okay, that's crazy. It's so good, but yeah, such so a simple good. line, like you said. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. actually, uh, now that you mention um, such a simple line, I mean, overall, these lyrics are very simple and straightforward to the point but i also i also think this is one of the biggest songs on the entire record 
and the fact that you can accomplish such, you know, a, uh, especially the second half of, of the song, such a stunning and and, and big uh, song smack in the middle of the record with such simple bare bones lyrics yeah. is quite the accomplishment. I think it speaks to a highly skilled songwriter, you know, like he knows what he's doing. He's efficient with his writing and yep. he doesn't waste anything. Well, and Kylan, you talked about on the first record how it kind of suffered at times from like that high school prose flowery kind of put on language. Like yep. none of that is like this record is just like here's to plain speaking and clear understanding, if you will. Yeah. Kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> well said. <laughs> oh man, that's good. But yeah, he really cut the fat on this one. I think that's what we're we're getting at. And it yeah, because it's all just a bunch of really simple or like seemingly sim- simply worded questions right and for me personally like what that line sort of speaks to is like the idea of allowing for god to be kind of mysterious or ineffable like as soon as we try to put it in a box it kind of like kind of ruins the whole thing and i love how cody feels like at the same time like this kind of pragmatic realist but also he's got a little bit of like mysticism kind of floating around there of like just like let the mystery be man you know calling for like a little bit of a beginner's mind and open open sensibility he didn't hey, overstate that's a sufjan record what <laughs> no wait no let it be is a beatles record oh my bad i get right. them switched all the time that's okay it's fine all right guys let's move on to track number six <laughs> new sign Yeah, this was the first track that I really noticed. They did the opposite of what they did on Son I Loved You, where Son I Loved You had these really long uh, instrumental outros. They did really long instrumental intros. Intros, yeah, true. Which is a cool way to open side B. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I it, gave uh, this one five thumbs up, but I, oh, only wrote, yeah. I only wrote like two things about it, which is maybe I was hopped up on cough syrup last night. <laughs> But <laughs> I'm starting to question a lot of the things I wrote down. Or, a normal or maybe you just you, right, pulled John? a Kylan because I already gave everything I wrote about this song, except for I just wrote spooky guitar, period. Yeah, yeah. You know, they did they did a lot of really interesting stuff with the guitar on this track. And, and it's some of my favorite stuff on here. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much the only thing I wrote for this song. <laughs> yeah, I get it. John, what are your thumbs on? What did we miss? Did we miss This Is It and Clouds? Um, Clouds got four thumbs. All right. As this did is This Is It, This Is It. All right, cool, okay. cool. Sweet. I mean, they're all getting, they're getting a lot of thumbs. Lots of thumbs. 22, Has they... 22 right now? <laughs> We're, well, should. It's a lot of thumbs. It's an uncomfortable amount of thumbs. <laughs> any, any amount of thumbs over two. I think is a little bit uncomfortable. I think you're right there. But I'm not mad about it. Can I say something? No. 
Okay. Please. <laughs> All right. Say something, Josh. I'll go learn my guitar part and be back. Yeah, yeah get out please. of here. Yeah, okay. you can say something once you learn all of the guitar parts. For <laughs> once all. you've yeah. earned I'll it. I'll never yeah. talk to you guys again. It'll take me the rest of my life. <laughs> I'll just move to no, Nashville please. and what just become say? Cody's neighbor, and that'll be quicker. Perfect. And teach me those. Okay. On its own, I don't think this is a bad song, but I think it's the weakest on the record. Like, out of everything else, it's just strikes me as the weakest and then i looked at the spotify streams and this one out of the whole record has the least amount so i feel like it is uh everyone else other people feel the same way about it i get that because it, it kind of it turned me off for a long time uh because you were talking about how clouds is such a good closer to side a and we do talk about that like uh side a versus side b of a lot of records and there have been a lot recently where i've been super into the side b uh, this record, I'm very much a side A guy mm. uh, because, yeah, I do love this song. But after just the, you know, the, the 22 thumb punch that preceded of it. tracks one through five. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, it feels a little Hashtag weak. 22 thumb punch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll tell you why I gave it. <laughs> Excuse me. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. I can tell you kind of why I gave it five thumbs. I think the first half of this song is about a four four thumb song but kind of at, towards the end it like really sharply builds and kind of like levels out into this really big outro yeah i just can't get enough of that one part of the song and that one part of the song i think is one of the strongest moments on the entire record when uh cody is uh talking about even with my feet on the path, our quiet hearts lost contact. Yes. That one little section I think is so strong Yes, that it just kind of pushes it over the top for me. I was going to use that line too as a, you know, pointing out again, the lyrical through line, like using the, the contact phrase again, this deep into the album and, and you're not mad about it. Like it, it kind of works. It lands. I agree. Yeah. I think that part of the song is so strong and it yeah. opens up in this like beautiful, raw, visceral way. That's my only other note on the song is that the three minutes and 30 seconds to the end is solid though. Like, yeah. <laughs> the pre yeah. preceding that I am like, okay, it's not bad. It's just weaker compared to everything else. But after at that point right. and beyond, yes, for sure. That's on the level of everything else. I think the other reason I love this one, even though I would concede the point that it might be one of the weaker tracks on the album, I, I think I still really love it for the drums. Like this one for me was actually personally, like maybe one of my favorite performances of Aaron's on the album, because there's a lot of, a lot of those changes, a lot of those sort of fills that feel like grooves or grooves that feel like fills mm -hmm. or uh, changes in complex beat patterns that feel really interesting. And there's use of like syncopation that almost feels like like cumbia or like compa beats, mm -hmm. but they're like the white boy post-hardcore version right. of that. <laughs> and I really took a page out of his book, like as a drummer uh, in a big way um, because of things like that, that he did on this record. And this song is like a prime example of that. So I think that's why kind of for me, this song shows up. It might, it might show up on my top 10 uh, songs. Ooh, all right. Okay. Yeah. No, I like that TJ. Yeah. yeah. There's something for everyone. That's, That's it, right. man. Well, let's move on to track number seven, Tides. She's now a new song. She don't speak, but somehow calls to me. Well, this, uh, 
this is the most on the nose reference to the previous song. <laughs> references the previous song. The first lyric says, but, she's now my new son, which was yes. the name of the last song. But he doesn't belabor the point. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. He moves on immediately. But it just, yeah, it makes it just feel connective. Yes. It doesn't feel like a reference for reference sake. Correct. Like it feels intentionally connective. And then you even get the ocean tides move to the voice of the moon. You get the moon call back from Newsun mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Yep. And more nautical speaking writing like we talked about. I'm a really big fan of, of their nautical of, shit. Yeah, any sort of seafaring lyricism. <laughs> I'm a sucker for <laughs> it's it. Gonna be a, it's going to be a hit lyricism. with me. I love that. Yes. John, that's great because we talked about that in part A. We mentioned how we oh. loved it. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, I gave this one... Um, Surprise! Only three thumbs. Oh, oh no! This is the first, the first three summer. That's the lowest score so yes. far, man. Yes. Uh, three three thumbs for this one. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's just kind of missing some of the uh, dynamism that we saw in like the rest of the record. It's I, I the chorus is one of my favorite choruses, and that's its biggest redeeming quality, I think. But you know, I don't know. For me, it just kind of falls flat a little bit outside of the chorus yeah it seems like there's a lot of parts that he's sort of that they're throwing at the wall and seeing if it sticks and then they're kind of hanging all of that on this chorus that's very hooky and catchy like kind of like we've talked about in the past like there are those hooks and kylan mentioned those pop sensibilities and how they use them to their advantage sparsely but but effectively it's almost like this song has that super strong chorus and they just kind of tried to dress it up with some some different other parts that maybe aren't as dynamic like you said that makes perfect sense i agree wow <laughs> that's great i love that this because i love that we have this because my note is this song just shows how weak new sun is <laughs> <laughs> wow okay yeah elaborate i like this one i just like this one a lot more like like john said the chorus is so good yeah, it just it feels more put together, I feel like. I just like it over on a whole overall. Man, I can't get enough of... I mean, it could just literally... It could be a terrible song, but then Cody could just be yelling conduits to the heart, and I would be like, it's it's a five. This is great. Yeah. That part That's Oh, my gosh. So I'll concede good. that. Yeah. There's a... Maybe... I don't know. Maybe it was this one where I had... I have Lunsford at 249. I said, sweet Phil. But yes. I don't know if it's like this one of like the groove fill where he's doing a weird thing where I'm like, I don't know what to call it, but I really like that part. Yeah, the snare there. Yeah. My only note was the cool lyric reference to the last song. Yeah. Well, and I was bad. I was bad at taking notes. What? Well, I was going to say he carries it forward. Like he references the the previous song, this this imagery of the sun, and then he he brings it forward into this song talking about she's now my new son. And he's talking about a person as if they're the moon and he's like the tide kind of like, like following the voice of the moon. And it's almost like he's throwing out this idea of trying to find meaning in relationships that are a little more tactile, a little more present, a little more based in the physical world. Cause we often think of like the moon as a lunar body. That's more like earth, right? It's not like a flaming right. ball of gas. It's a little more relatable <laughs> to us, like on the ground, on a planet, as opposed to like a, a a body that's just like covered in fire and heat. So it's like he's almost juxtaposing like, oh, the sun is un is unrelatable or like this distant thing, but the moon is like, you know, it has an impact on the tides and like 
you know, just like human relationships have an impact on our hearts or like our humanity, like is more connected when we're connected to other people. So I, I thought that was like effective use of, of pulling that imagery from the previous song, but also carrying it forward and coming up with a new idea that stands on its own. Yeah. It's just uh, such a good I, song. <laughs> I just had the thought too, like, this is like maybe taking an extra stretch here, but like of pulling of how this connects to another song. Cause like the, when he, he sings, leave your bad limbs behind for their conduits to the heart. Yes. Cause that's like paraphrasing what Jesus says of like, it's better for you to enter heaven, like without an eye kind of thing. But like just thinking about that just now made me like also think of when Jesus says like, it'd be better for this person, like someone to have a millstone tied around their neck. And that right. automatically ties you back to this is it. Cause that's what he says there too. So I'm like, line. if you use that as like a jumping point, you can tie back lyrically to this is it. This is it as well too, which is really cool. Layers, man. Layers. So many layers. Cody Barnett is a multifaceted onion of a man. <laughs> cinnamon roll. Oh, he's not a, he doesn't get cinnamon roll status. No, he's got layers. He's got layers. Okay. I've uh, never heard the cinnamon roll thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's another reference to the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay. It, you know, if you if Island you listen to the podcast, you yeah. know. Way to make me I think that was, fucking left I out. Think you that jerks. was only a Patreon exclusive episode. Oh, that's true. There. Yeah, if you subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> like Bethany and Josh's mom, then you yeah. would know. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. Appreciate you. Let's move on to track number eight. Yep. Wrong body. <laughs> Kylan, I'm sorry. Go. This slaps. It absolutely does. Kylan, I think I know why you might be a more side A than side why? B of this record. Uh, it's because these last three songs total runtime is 24 minutes and 32 seconds, which is 44% of the entire record's <laughs> runtime. I love that you did that math, James. Oh, now. I did. I certainly yeah. did. Amazing. Yeah, they're really long but and and we'll we'll get into timothy the last song but i like that one way more than all these other songs that are like half as long <laughs> really yeah <laughs> tj let's go back to you talking about how this song slaps i want to hear more about that <laughs> well what i like is that it's i don't know i i can understand how this deep into the album you want something with a little more energy but i kind of respect the move of like putting this kind of slow burn mid-tempo groover as you know a late track i feel like it's really i feel like this is maybe one of the more earnest ones on the on the album that showcases like some intimacy from cody as a vocalist and i really love that like every time this song comes on on the album i i, I feel more connected with him than, than i have maybe on the, the rest of the album because of his kind of emotive and like vulnerable performance yeah. and the fact that there's not a lot of instrumentation sort of framing it it's very sparse uh helps me kind of connect to him as a as a singer and as a writer um and and to the idea that you know like it's hard to it's hard to be in a physical body sometimes when we're 
trying to wrestle with spiritual ideas. And I just think that line, if I make it to heaven, I may be as bloody as hell is like, I wrote that down. That is again, one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Like that succinct That's, lyricism. So profound. Such a Kylan line to me. Like it, it is just like, <laughs> I, the bloody as hell, like taking a line that everyone knows and kind of flipping it on its head. Turning on its head a yes. line that is like cliched in a lot of ways, but framing it within a, a completely new context. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one that that just like tickled my brain. I'm just like, yeah, man. Mm, Cody mm, took so the good. train to the interpolation station. It's and so I'm, I'm riding first class. I, I love, love the interpolation interpolation station. It's <laughs> not so yeah. fun. It is. Yeah, my yeah, that's one of my favorite lines on the record. Yeah. Uh, I also loved the tambourine that came in at four minutes thirty seconds. I didn't. Oh yeah. That. I kind of forget about that part, but yeah, I like how it 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 builds it in a really nice way. Like honestly, this song could fit on uh, like a dashboard record. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I could see that. Also, the drum tones on this song specifically are great. I think because it's a sparser song, especially that like first minute or so, like gives room for the the drums to the drum production to be showcased. The tones right. sound really well, great. And he does such round a good job too of like, especially after doing all this, like everyone's been doing this like really technical stuff. It is nice to kind of like step back and do something a little more straightforward. Yes. And it shows that he has restraint as a drummer. Like he can do the minimalist exactly. thing, which is the, the sign of a truly good drummer. Yeah. All of them. All, the fact that this is so simple compared to, like other songs on this record, I do like that it is put here in the record. Right. Um, even though, like, I am kind of losing interest a little bit. I'm starting to, my mind is starting to wander a little bit at this point in the record. It is nice that they can show that they can do something relatively simple. But I feel, and the build is really good, though. It like, is. I feel like it's very satisfying. They do a good job of just keeping adding energy and energy. Elevating. Like, doesn't it ever feel like it tops out? I love the song a lot. John, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, it got a lowly four thumbs. I mean, better I than think three thumbs. Better than three thumbs. Uh, wow. Three three thumbs was as low as it got, actually. But <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. Oh sorry, shit! Guys. Sorry, my bad. My bad. <laughs> uh, who? Uh, maybe I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I completely believe you. Successful think, backtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the ending here, uh, I kind of described it as like a uh, a jam session that doesn't necessarily make you feel good, you know, because this song's not really like a feel good song it's or anything. To. And yeah, to have like kind of such a such a kind of drawn out musical section there that's just like feels sort of dark and 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 down. I think is is just really cool to me. Yeah, I feel like it's one of the more dissonant moments on the album to its credit. You know, like yeah. it, it kind of works in that no, way. I yeah, I think that fits the lyrics well too. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what I was about to say. Like just the it's sort of a more energetic callback to the very somber first half of the song. Yeah, it kind of lands the plane by mirroring the sonic energy with the lyrical entrance. Yeah. I really agree. I think I wasn't keeping track, but I also think that's the first time we've heard slide guitar on the record. Oh, yeah, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Maybe the only time I can't remember. Yeah, I think it might be. Nice. 
Look at you and your ears. Look at that. The build paid off for a nice slide <laughs> guitar solo. There you go. That's right. They were just waiting to drop that on us. And here's right, guys, some slide. We want to do track number nine? I guess. Our world is... Okay, cool. I love the enthusiasm, everybody. Josh is just being great. I, what what else could I have said? What you could have said, no, said to that. because maybe you had some other <laughs> incredibly salient point uh, <laughs> that you wanted to bring up. That's true. Hey, no. Tylen, I'm here for track nine, man. Let's go. That's great. Thank you so much, TJ. Let's You You're and welcome, I, bud. let's move on into the world of Our World is Gray. I'm sure if you wanted to stop love you could just untie your end and let it go. But my God, you don't. You don't. Yeah. This feels like a Copeland song. It oh. does kind of start out like that. It feels yeah, very beneath medicine tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, I just, oh yeah. I just of. mostly don't care for side B. Hmm. Really, it just kind of loses me. I, like I think the, I think those first five tracks rips. are just so solid, though. They are, they are, it and maybe to the rest of the record's to... detriment. Yeah, I think so. I get that. No, I I love this. This one has the highest stream count as of right now on <laughs> part B. Really, the whole second half of the record. Yeah, it does. But yeah, man, TJ, I don't know if you have any lyric notes on here, but the lyrics on this song are crazy do you have anything you want to talk about with them or uh i want to hear what you have to say about them i just wrote down the whole like verse of you're still sending cells to the rightful places when forming more likely to escape such a narrow way of life what's it look like from your side from here i can't see why it's worth one more coming out cursed like once again big questions packed in just Mm. very simple attainable honest like like language and ways that you would just like that's how you would posit it to someone or like, I yep. think that's what connects the most is like, he's asking questions and thoughts that we've all had, but doing it in a way that like, I'm not trying to hide behind dressing this up. Like, I'm just going to like say it. I'm going to ask well, it. The like, interesting Whoa. thing to me too, is like, it feels like, Oh my God, what, what was the song we talked about on the first record where they had the lyrics? They were like, uh, where they talked about unborn, but you know the unborn yeah their lungs or whatever you know what i'm talking about terrible Mm -hmm. how terrible i think yes yes yeah Yeah. oh oh, how terrible um this feels like what i was wanting from that song lyric oh yeah like it's kind of asking a similar kind of thing yeah exactly like the the lyrical problems that i had with that of being too on the nose about like uh unborn babies and stuff like this is like a very like mature way of kind of saying a similar thing right yeah i agreed i think it works and i feel like lyrically I th- it kind of calls back to i think what the theme of like the widow is is like my girl my god what a world you love and like mm-hmm. how i feel like that question or like that thought is kind of like in present in this song too so i get the widow vibes from that for sure just cool agreed. nice through line also the chorus is somehow catchy and also a weird time signature, which I think is impressive to pull off. Like, what is it? Do you know? It's almost like six eight against two four, like one two three four five six one two one two three four five six one two or something like that. But it it feels like it just keeps moving, like it doesn't ever sort of stutter or stalter. Um, also, that line about shooting God up his arm through a needle, yeah, and putting cuts on her legs to bleed out the devil. 
Yeah, like, I don't know about those. Like, I simultaneously, I really intense, like man. those lines, but I also feel like they're a little too on the nose. I Yeah, I could see that. I kind of um, feel... But I way. also like really like them. Like they're really interesting. They're very vivid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I love the simplicity of our world is gray. Just like keep coming back to that point, especially mm-hmm. coming from like growing up in a culture where where everything is so black and white. Yep. Uh, just so, just simply stating that our world is gray, uh, and then building upon that is just so. And good. we are thieves and saints alike. Yeah, so good. Right, John? You totally agree. What is this? 18 thumbs? <laughs> I, I agree. Close. Close, Kylan. I got five thumbs. Oh, wow. Oh, this okay. is a five one. All right. You like so much Fiber. about it. Yeah. I just think it's a good song. I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I, I think this is, this is one on the record that kind of made me really feel a certain way. And one of those that I'm not really sure that I can explain it necessarily it's just a very like emotionally charged song i don't know um i think it it sort of for me it was sort of a battle of like wanting something to be true or wanting this potentially beautiful truth to be real but it may not be you know right and it kind of the big theme of of the record is asking those questions and um at least for me thinking like the there may not necessarily be an answer to these questions or you know it might not be as black and white as you think um so being being kind of comfortable in that uh that in between right yeah i love that so that's why it gets five thumbs that makes a lot of sense all those points yeah it's a really all five of them (laughs) yeah all five no i totally agree I, i think especially strong um or especially like wise was the choice to to end the song lyrically with this line of i'm sure if you wanted to stop love you could just untie your end and let it go but my god you don't it's it's like it's a statement but it doesn't feel like a statement when he sings it it feels like there's a little bit of uh interrogative like feeling there's a little bit of unsettledness about it which i think is kind of what you're talking about john like kind of hoping for something or wanting this thing to be true but not really knowing and, and being in that gray place, yeah. Well, I think kind of, that I'm I'm kind of like processing in in real time. Uh, going back to the to the line, he's shooting God up in his arm through a needle. When you just read it, it feels very on the nose. But in context of the song, it's one of those lines that like really sticks in your head. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's a really memorable way of expressing a lot of things mm-hmm. you know what i mean hmm. um and i think that's what i appreciate about this song yeah. you know what john you convinced me it gets five thumbs for me too oh, boy, boy. <laughs> oh hell yeah man <laughs> wow i've never five had this much influence i never had this much influence over anyone i've never done a thumb rating i've never done a done a th- this my first over, rating. man this is CJ feel- in history <laughs> I feel very powerful right now. You should. Get used Get a lot to of control. it, buddy. No. Um, <laughs> you're running the pod from now on. Kylan and yep, I quit. Exactly. You're you're taking my spot whenever you're available. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. We got one more song. Let's do it to it. Track number 57. Close. Timothy. 10. Track number 10. Timothy. 
such a good album ender. Oh yeah. I, I can plan, get man. down so my problem with like the fifteen minute Norma Jean song, <laughs> one of my big problems <laughs> is that like it was in like the middle of the record. I can oh, yeah. do like one too long song if it's the last song on the record. Right. You know what I mean? Like I give it a little more grace if it's like right yep. at the end. Yep. <laughs> and again that goes back to genius sequencing, right? Yeah. It's on purpose, man. I remember seeing uh As Cities Burn play this song live at Cornerstone Festival. Was that in 07? Because we saw them in 07. Um, it probably probably would have been. And man, let me tell you, that crowd was not prepared for uh, the content of this song. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, I kind of applaud the band for actually playing it. I think yeah. it, 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 you know, carries the spirit and attitude of the record um, in a very particular way and sort of I I respected the fact that they just kind of like presented this in front of a crowd that was probably not necessarily there in the moment to like think about anything heavy right like they just like they just laid it out in front just as easily could have been down with like a 12 minute rendition of our god is an awesome god yeah (laughs) well and and that would have been a month before this record came out so this is the first time they're hearing it. They're like, what is what you're saying? It may not have been 07. It might have been. Maybe it was 08. Um, okay. It might have been, yeah. But regardless, yeah, the audience was not like in this. In this the is right not the song you, space, yeah, you put in your cornerstone. But they just went for it because they felt to, they believed it. Yeah. If I may, TJ, kind of jump on like your lyrical train here. Like, Do it. I feel like how you've been talking about the snowball effect, mm-hmm. like all the questions that he's been asking and talking about on the record and like, questioning things like theologically and like pragmatically and all that stuff. But I feel like it all builds to this. Cause he's like, I have these questions about this specific person. I know that like I lost. So it's like, what does that mean for them? Like that, like having all that build up to bring it to a personal level is yep. heavy and masterful at yes. the same time. That's exactly, I couldn't agree more. That's well said. Like that's, well, and that's why this feels like the final piece of the trilogy yeah. because it's all these sort of theoretical, hypothetical questions like up here in the ether in the clouds, but it finally hits home and lands in a way that's very human and very real and very raw. And like, that's the only way you could kind of make all of it land, like I think, and feel like relevant and real and, and important. And it does such a good job of like what I was saying before, like it references stuff of like, it feels like everything has been building to this yeah. and all these sort of like nebulous questions are almost put into like a very real context. And to go back to the reference of like the specificity and stuff, you know, I, I don't know the full story, but it seems like based on the context of the lyrics, he's talking about like someone close to him that died and then as as a listener, you're bringing in all the context of all these big questions and stuff. And then even the like from the previous song where you said, you know, he's shooting God up in his veins and stuff like it feels like it may be a drug thing. Uh, he it's just yeah, it's it's insane to me that it just like it feels almost like a third act twist, like a prestige yep. Or something of like all of these big things and these little things, these tiny details within these songs 
it's all coming to a head with this and it's all sort of being revealed as like mm -hmm. this is what the record's about and it and the prestige that you're talking about is not in like the classic kind of hokey magician way but it's like in a very real like human way it feels yeah. i mean it's yeah. him it's literally him like wrestling with grief and loss like right in front of us and and emoting like i really I'm, I'm trying not to say too much actually because i feel like this is one of those songs that like you really can't say too much about it that actually does it justice right you really kind of have to just hear it let it wash over you i think the only thing i could say really is that it's like the most honest expression of grief i've ever witnessed that's not like something personally that I've been through, um, but just like witnessing grief and loss in an artistic form. I think this is yeah. like the height of that for me. Yeah, I was I was pretty much going to say something similar about, you know, not really commenting too much right. on it. But I do think this track really puts a powerful exclamation mark on kind of the whole uh, record. Um yeah. And just that it questions so many things. It it calls all of those things into we lost question. You for a second, John. We lost you for a oh. second. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah, you're back. Go again. If you can just okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I where I left off, but I'll kind of start over. Yeah. Um, good. It uh, it just adds this really powerful exclamation mark on the whole record, calling into question, you know, big ideas of God um love you know redemption and, and truth all of these big ideas that that i think a lot of people feel are very very like ingrained in their in their lives and and to lay them all out and to call each one into question individually and very powerfully and then it all just kind of comes together at the at the end here is is really really powerful yeah and it's a it's a risky thing to do, I think. Like, I don't know that a lot of bands could pull pull it off the way that they did. I think it really like honors the subject matter and sort of the the concepts that they're that they're trying to talk about because they they take it really seriously. And that's part of you know, I know this is like goes against a lot of what I've said on this podcast of like really long songs and being bored by an album's end but the big reason i think why i love that the instrumental jam essentially at the end of this record one of the big reasons i love it is because of the lyrical content that came before it because then what that does to me as a listener is it gives you time to sort of like sit and reflect on everything that's come before it you yeah, it gives I mean? you space to process it. Exactly. Yeah, without just like ending, without just like being a punch in the face of like, yes. oh, here's this really heavy thing. Okay, peace out. It's like, and okay. then the record starts over, and you're like, wait, what? Right. It's like, yeah. hey, we recognize this is a fucking lot to deal with. It's heavy. So like, yeah. like here's a safe space for you, six as a listener to, to like, think about it, to process everything yeah. that, that we've been processing and let's maybe do it together. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's just yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, it's Great. so good. It signifies intention and care in the process right. of like making this album, sharing these heavy things. There's, there's a thoughtfulness in it and like a care for the listener, which connects you more to the band and like the music that you're witnessing yeah ah shit man yeah i'm gonna change my <laughs> ranking like this record's just so 
fucking good, man. It's, it's so, so good. Wow. good. I love that. I think I've heard Lunsford talk about that when they were like, they had obviously like the arrangement of the song, but they just like, they, when they were recording, they just like, just play however long you're going to play. And then we'll like build the rest of the song to what you play. And oh, so like, he cool. just like was in there and he was like, okay, I'm just like, I'm just going to keep this going. So I think like, I don't know what Lunsford, maybe Lunsford was channeling the lyrics of the song or just like the groove or the feel of it. But yeah, that's, that's at least what I've heard why it turned out as long in the way it did, but it totally works for it. That's really cool. And that goes back to what we said before about them being like locked into each other and very mm-hmm. feel based, but it's Louisiana's finest jazz band, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> so <laughs> true. The only other two things I have are that we are now two for two on record titles being lyrics within songs, as they say, right. come now sleep on this one. Josh's Will that favorite. trend continue? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> Tune in next week on Church Stamps Now. <laughs> uh, and then, like we, you were talking about, TJ, uh, in like the bookend thing is I think there's like the same atmospheric sounds that we got in contact we get in this song mm-hmm. too, yep. which is like a nice like beginning. It just and, ties all together. Yes, it just, yes, ah. yes, yes. It's such an album Beamless. experience. It is. Like all the songs are so good on their own. But you're kind of missing the point of the whole thing if you don't just like sit and listen all the way through. Front to back. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting That's more true. like pensive and thoughtful about it because we're listening to to this ending, to this kind of jam at the end. And, and that's uh, what you're saying that jam does to you, makes you pensive. Yeah. It really does, man. And it's that's this weird so juxtaposition of like it's both really like warm and kind of comforting and like haunting at the same time it doesn't feel like it's really trying to do just one thing you know like or or too much of one thing it's just kind of being and it it kind of lets you experience any range of thoughts or emotions as you're kind of working through these different concepts yeah it's just awesome yeah it's it's like similar to the way that like like a film score will like utilize like certain elements from like different parts of it and like kind of put them all together. It doesn't necessarily do that exactly musically, but vibe wise it does. You know what I mean? Like it does feel like the rest of the record. All right. Um, We did it. So what do we think guys? Is this, Oh, do we get John's thumb on? Oh yeah. yeah. What's your thumbs on it? It gets five thumbs. Five thumbs. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So what do we think overall guys? Obviously it was a bop. Don't even have to ask. Uh, it was a bop. It got 4.4 thumbs on average. On oh, average. Wow. Okay. Rating. How yeah. many thumbs Very total? Nice. Shit, man. I didn't add them up. I did. I did add them, but then I punched in the calculator and that information immediately left my left brain. Your brain. <laughs> it yeah. would have been higher if Tides yeah. hadn't brought it down for you. Low tide, if you will. Low, Low tide. tide. Oh, uh, hey. There you go. That's why people tune in to the end of these episodes. Hey, 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 I mean, our podcast analytics would, would say otherwise, but... Maybe <laughs> some people tune into the very end for the singers <laughs> to the very end of the very end of the 12 and a half minute song. Yeah. Dude. The record that that's on. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, this was so good. Yeah. I do think I'm not going to say for certain, but I do think that I might be reconsidering my acidies burn ranking ranking. I also After might reconsider mine. 
which is funny. I don't, I don't same. know how y'all ranked yours. So TJ and I both ranked the same. Yeah. Right. We did yes. Hell or High yes, Water, then Come Now Sleep, then Scream Through the Walls, I then Son I Loved You. I loved you oh, Son I Loved You, yeah. then Scream. Because Scream is just so new. Yeah. But I think I said maybe I'll, upon a re-listen, I'll rank it higher. Yeah. But I don't know yet. Um, I know. It's... But I but yeah, come now sleep might be vying for a top spot at this point. I don't it's know. So man. good. It's tricky. So there's that power again. Because so every let it go to yeah, your head. every time I start to dip like around track eight, you know, that like Timothy just brings it back. Brings you back. It's just so good. It's so good. Yeah. That might be in my top ten ACB songs. Of all time. Mm. Wow, nice. I love it. A well-deserving Yeah, there's definitely yeah, a couple song. of top 10. I mentioned two, but I'm like, this will probably be the record. If I need to round out my list, I'll probably just be coming back to this record. Like, okay, which ones do I want to pull in? What other ones from this record do I want to pull in? Right. Yeah. One, one thing I really love, like, there's so much we could talk about with, like, when you give Cody the reins and, like, the record that came out of it. But a big thing that, like, can from listening to the first record to this record was Lunsford's drums, like mm-hmm. them changing styles and maybe just going more groove based, like just gave him the space to like really shine. And it made me think of Bruce Springsteen's darkness on the edge of town, like Max Weinberg's drums. He was in the band for uh, oh, Born yeah. to run, but like on that record, like the drums are such a big part of what makes that record and like i don't know i got big like that made me think of that like the drums are so important to how Mm. this record feels and sounds like obviously the guitar work is ridiculously good everywhere you look but that's like consistent throughout acb but the drums like it was a big marked difference from the first record to this record and i think that helped inform a lot of that groovy bass work from colin too for sure yep i think so just helps them do what they're good at even more, you know? Just being the best jazz band of all time, man. Louisiana's <laughs> finest. Louisiana's finest. At this point, that shouldn't be funny anymore, but it just keeps making me laugh. <laughs> Welcome to my entire brand that's, of humor. That's good <laughs> feedback. <laughs> that, that's literally just what I bring to the podcast. Do something, I'm going to say something that's maybe slightly funny. They it's, double down on it. Yeah. It's Chekhov's jazz band. Um, oh my gosh. Chekhov's <laughs> daddy's jazz band. Drums, Chekhov's radio. daddy's jazz band. The jazz band that Chekhov's daddy is a part of. Uh, John, thanks so much for dealing with this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just thinking like I was laughing that whole time, but I have a silent laugh. So everyone's gonna be like, man, John doesn't think any of this stuff is no, funny. Guy's got no sense of humor. <laughs> the guy's such a stick in the mud. Um, he, yeah, he, we just for dragged me. you along for this episode and made you <laughs> sit through all this begrudgingly. Um, and, yeah. and again, nobody's hearing me laugh at that. So, yeah. so do you fuck want me you to? Guys, I can man. add into the edit. I'll find. Could I'll you? find a laugh. The worst. Yeah. Um, like a good I would laugh. really Not appreciate the worst laugh, it, but the least believable one. The, yeah. the less believable, the better. Maybe like a little believable, though. Keep everybody on their toes. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, that, please. How do you Literally, the name that. of the sound effect yeah. is called wizard laugh. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> I'll just add that in. John is the wizard. <laughs> He's the honorary wizard of our podcast. This is gonna be, this is gonna kill me, man. I've been I've been coughing for like the last five days. My my airways are not 
<laughs> what was that? Tyler laughed. All it's gotta way. be the wizard. <laughs> oh, wizard is so good. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> All right. Well, All hey, right. do you well, have yeah. anything you um, want to tell? What do you want to talk about now? Yeah, man. No, plug no, yourself. Shameless plug I time. I don't have anything. I don't do anything interesting. I just, I just keep That's a low profile and do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need you to like mask my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to mask my voice and uh, change my name on this because I can't have That's anybody fine. finding me. It can be Ken John identity. Can't I was going to say Don Pistol. Oh, Even good. better. Don Shut Pistol. the fuck up, Kylan. The, the Get wizards. out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I at this point, though, I have to actually download this sound effect and put it in because none Please. of the listeners will hear this. <laughs> yeah, you have to now. You're obligated for, for the continuity of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's recorded in the screen share audio. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right all right all right all right this is just way too much for me to handle right it just now. keeps getting funnier just uh, like you said. i know i know i know um oh, wow. well john thanks so much for coming on man yeah yeah this was uh, fun thanks so for having me after this Appreciate listen through is come now sleep still your favorite acidies burn record yes yeah it's 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 not close it's never gonna be close. Is it by an even uh, larger margin or a less? Probably. Margin? I didn't think it was okay. possible, but I, yeah, I think the margin has grown. Wow. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Glad to hear it. That's great. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have. You know, if uh, people enjoyed this, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitters, uh, Twitters. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Church Jams Now. We have a Patreon, Church Jams Now, patreon.com slash Church Jams Now podcast. You can hear more of this kind of nonsense. Uh, so, yeah, may all your cities burn together. And, Man, Kyla's dark. <laughs> Peace out, Monfairs. All your bands come now sleep. engineered by Matt Goldman at Glow in the Dark. Additional tracks on tracks 3, 6, 7, and 10 recorded by Tyler Orr at First Street Studio. Additional tracks on track 6 recorded by Cody Bonnet. Spoken words on track 5 recorded by Aaron Lunsford and Colin Kimball. Keyboards on tracks 1 and 10 by Matt Goldman. Acoustic guitar and additional keyboards by Eskil Lovstrom. Additional keyboards and percussion by Pell Henriksen. Lap steel on track 9 by Troy Staines. Additional bass guitar on track 9 performed by Nick Taylor. Mixed by Pell Henriksen and Eskil Lovstrom at Tontechnik Recording, Umia, Sweden. Mastered by Pell Henriksen at Tontechnik Recording, A&R by Chad Johnson for Solid State Records. Art direction by Jordan Butcher. Design by Jordan Butcher. Cover painting by Elizabeth Noble. 
Band Photography by Joey Lawrence. Additional photos by Jordan Butcher. As Cities Burn plays Fender guitars and Diodario strings. Merchandise printed by Matt Lucas at Trust Print Shop. Copyright 2007. Are You the Man Now? ASCAP and Thirsty Moon River Publishing, ASCAP. This album is dedicated to the memory of Timothy Jordan II. Good night. It's time to come now sleep.